<laughs> uh, welcome to episode number 26 of the Keep Up Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you would laugh too. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> you just I thought you were trying weird. to make it seem like I told a good joke <laughs> and everyone missed it. No, everyone knows you didn't tell a good joke. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, we're uh, it's number 26 and... Um, I'm here with Timothy David Martin, the eighth of the House of Uren. <laughs> <laughs> Can I please not be the House of Uren? <laughs> I'll, I'll be the House of anything. I don't know. Even Cockapoo Peepee Shire. <laughs> I don't know why that's what came out. <laughs> You're thinking of urine. I'm not. Okay. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, uh, I mean, I always want to say we're back, but like we're always back. Like we always. The yeah, next but week. we're back again. Right. To satisfy the masses. <sighs> the masses. Yes. Yeah. All um, 15 people that listen. Mm-hmm. Well, there, I think there's more than that now. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I think. I well, don't know. thank you, lucky number 16. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Welcome, new listeners. We might have some new listeners. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. I would certainly be a fan of the fans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of fans. Mm-hmm. Um... So, dude, yeah, this week was like the biggest week ever in history. In history, why there was you know there was like World War II, which was a big event. That was a pretty big deal. There, there was a earthquake in San Francisco, mm-hmm. which was not this week, just right. a, just a big event. But this week, <laughs> yeah, I was confused when you said World War II. I was like, I don't well, know if you have your historical events lined up. That's a big event. But that this didn't week, happen this week. Though. No, I know. I'm saying. I'm saying. Right, you events. went back. Right, 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 right. You lost me for a so second. So this week was yeah. E3. <laughs> so you're comparing <laughs> World War II, yes, and other such tragedies, yes, to E3. Uh huh. I'm kind of confused because they're both big in scale. Okay. So this is like our World War II, but nobody's fighting. Everyone's just loving each other. Okay. <laughs> so really there's no parallel There is, you know, World War II was a changing point Why Why World so. War II? <laughs> why didn't you go like, you should have gone with like events Like there's the Grammys And then the Great Depression, I get you We're, we're at the same thing <laughs> oh here <my laughs> You know, I get what you're meaning you know? um, yeah, yeah, all right I mean <laughs> I guess E3 is kind of like a, a blood-stained mark on the history of our country. Oh, <laughs> uh, it is because it's a battleground for We're all not, new games. Not just our country. Uh, yeah, Brett. Just America. Get out of here, you Brits. It's, okay, I like the Brits. It's getting strangely political. <laughs> um, Trump. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I care this much about politics. Yeah. I can't even... That's how much I care. Zero. For those who aren't watching, Tim's <laughs> holding his fingers really close together. And then I just close them because oh, yeah. maybe that's not good to not care about politics. Um, people say it's not good. I don't care. Vote for Miney Mooney for I care. I care. I just feel like we don't know. We don't really know anything. Yeah, I feel like Facebook and Twitter, like that's how we mm-hmm. get all of our Those are all our politics now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like, you know, they're paying to 
uh, you know, give the people the the information they want to give. Yeah. And realistically, I don't even know what happens once someone is elected. I don't know what goes on in the White House. Nobody knows for real. No. You know? No. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I bet there are people who know. There are some people who know. Mm-hmm. The president knows. But how much? Not much. Not much. No, I think the president's a patsy. And then He's behind him is like... The X Files and I Men just, in Black. We don't. Nothing ever makes sense. The nope. media is just making stuff up, mm-hmm. saying stuff that might be true but might not be, mm-hmm. and they don't care because it's their job. Not that they don't care. They probably care. I'm sure there are people in the media who want to give the truth, like us. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, just give some truth. Spread the truth. Spread the realness. Like butter. Yeah. On a sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um. Also, what kind of sandwich are you putting butter on? You never had a butter sandwich? I guess you put butter on, on sandwiches. You can. Like you put bu- you butter the bread, mm-hmm. right? But have you ever had two pieces of bread and then put butter in between and eat it like that? Isn't that just toast? Yeah, but it's a butter sandwich. <laughs> it's not a butter sandwich. <laughs> when you put two pieces of bread on top of each other, it's a butter sandwich. If there's butter in the middle. <laughs> right. If there's not, it's not a butter sandwich, right? <laughs> right just right. to be clear. Yes. If you just have two pieces of bread on top of each other... <laughs> That's not a butter sandwich. Right. Sometimes. <laughs> it depends what you put in the middle. It's funny how that determines what a sandwich is. What's, what's in the middle? What's in the middle? It is an ever-changing creature, isn't it, the mm-hmm. sandwich? It just, like, evolves into whatever you want it whatever to Whatever you put in the sandwich is what sort of sandwich it is. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Sometimes you say what kind of bread it is. But not often. If you're fancy. If you're super fancy. Or at Subway. Or certain sandwiches. Yeah, at Subway, you need to decide. <laughs> They'll get so mad at you if you don't decide. I'll or, just have the bread. <laughs> what what kind? The bread. The bread. <laughs> but like some sandwiches, you only use a certain kind of bread, right? Like a like a um what's that one kind? You know the one with like the sauerkraut and the Oh, um They're actually super delicious. Reuben. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to use rye on that, right? Is that right? Yeah. I think rye or sourdough. Oh, is it sourdough? I don't know. I love sourdough bread. I, you know, don't know the difference. What's your favorite sandwich? Think about it during this episode, and we'll do food later. Okay. First reflections. Oh, okay. Please, please, Uh, a moment to reflect. uh, Uh. We put out our latest interview. Mm Mm-hmm. Edward Payson mm-hmm. just put it out this past Tuesday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I say the word awesome uh-huh. like 150,000 times. Because it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I need new words. <laughs> People, like, if you go back, first of all, if you haven't listened to it, we just put it out Tuesday, go back and listen to it. It's, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward shared so much cool stuff with us, and I really enjoyed listening back to it. Did you listen through it? I'm terrible. Yeah, you're the worst. I was there, Brett. Yeah, you were there for it. <laughs> but it's it was super fun going through and listening to you know everything we got to talk about again and um, his awesome video game collection mm-hmm. and all that kind of business. Oh, yeah. I think the interviews are always fun. It's almost they like a, a three-way podcast like we had with JB yeah. uh, in our last podcast. But it's uh, it's just cool to get the insight on, like, for instance, Edward. He you know He's a director in LA. Right. That's like top quality. You hear about that <laughs> stuff, but you don't. You don't actually, you know, talk to the people or know the people yeah. that do it. So it was really cool just yeah. to talk to him about it. Exactly. I was super stoked to talk to him about that stuff because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, I'm, it's just certain questions. Like, I was really curious about, like, is everyone out there making movies and stuff like that? Because we have a certain image of what it looks like to right. be out there. And um, 
So anyways, that's a really cool interview. You should go check it out. And um, yeah, at the end, I definitely said awesome like so many times in a row. It's it's really... I shouldn't point it out because now you're going to go listen to it and I you're know. definitely going to hear you're it. You're like, awesome, awesome. But Dude, I, that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. I was... Well, I think at the end I said something like, uh, hey, dude, thanks for hanging out with us. It's been awesome. And he was like, yeah, man, thanks. And then I was like, um, so an antihero production.com and he was like yeah and i was like awesome and then i was like and people can email you at and then he said his email address and i was like awesome maybe you were trying to make a joke <laughs> i definitely wasn't <laughs> i would know if i was i was not trying to make a joke but oh. um aside from my uh lack of vocabulary that was mm-hmm. a that was a pretty fun episode um and my other reflection is uh our last episode our last podcast episode, technically the interview came out last, mm-hmm. but um, this was our first guest host mm-hmm. with JB, mm-hmm. and that was fun. It was fun. And I was bummed about the audio. Oh my God. We are the worst hosts ever. I was such, I was, it <laughs> was such, I was such. You were such. I was such bummered. Yeah, you were much sad. Much sadness mm-hmm. in me. Me so angry <laughs> <laughs> um but i had i heard from some people and they were like dude it's not that bad mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah i've I th- totally I heard way worse. worse yeah it's just a bummer because like we had everything set up and the i don't know it just it, it was That's it was right. sad, but it shows that we're real we're not fake no not fake fake and i couldn't i couldn't not put it out there was too much stuff right it was too much high too quality much entertainment but it was awesome. Shout out to JB. Not mm-hmm. that he needs a shout out because we did a whole episode. So, you know, stop, yeah. be, stop being so selfish. <laughs> um, and uh, speaking of a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. which I said a couple seconds ago, I don't know. Maybe I missed the opportunity for the segue. But we have a ton of stuff to talk about. A ton? Yeah. Like if we measured it, would it, it be a ton? A, a metric ton. Yeah. I'm impressed. You should be. Okay. Then we should get to it instead of gabbing away. Okay. Can we go directly into movie films? Ooh, movie films. Ooh, ooh. Let's go to the movies. (laughs) Okay. So there's one movie in particular. Street Fighter 2. Yes. Do you remember it? No. The animated one? No. It was really good. No. Have you really never seen that? No. That was a lot of no's. Yeah, it was a ton. I know, I need, I need to watch all the older Street Fighter Whatever, stuff. Whatever, dude, we're not... To, the joke is over. Can we move on to what's real? <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? No, it's Did over. you watch the Jean-Claude Van Damme one? Nope. Dude, really? You've never seen that? Nope. I've seen the cover of the VHS tape. That's probably the best way to watch it. <laughs> On VHS. <laughs> on VHS. Is it the only? It might be the only way to watch. No. It's on it. Netflix. Or it was on Netflix. They probably put it on Blu-ray, too. I'm sure they came out with some special. Anyways, I'm talking about X-Men. Um, <clears throat> X-Men what, Brett? The first one. The first one. All right. Eventually, I want to talk about X-Men Apocalypse. But wow. first, I watched the whole everything <laughs> before we saw. No, that's not true. Okay. I watched X1 through 3. Mm-hmm. First class. Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Then we went and saw Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, watched uh, X Men Origins Wolverine, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and then um, <laughs> you'd be grateful. And then we rewatched Deadpool because I feel like I mean that's that's I yeah. feel like we don't know yet how intertwined. I think they're very. I like, mean, same universe, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and and then uh, the only one I didn't get to watch within this past week and a couple days is The Wolverine, mm-hmm. which I'm bummed about because I really wanted to have them all. 
fresh stocked mm-hmm. for this X-Men exclusive. X-Men, X-Men, X-Men. It's not exclusive at all. You can <laughs> probably go anywhere and listen to people talk about X-Men right now. <laughs> <laughs> but a quick recap. How recently have you seen the the series? I rewatched it uh, pro- probably a year ago, maybe a little more. Okay. Um, so it's it's fresh. Just one through three? or uh, One through three. Yeah, just one through three. Um, and then first class, and uh, that was it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, one is great. It feels dated mm-hmm. at this point, but um, it's it's super cool. It's funny seeing Hugh Jackman for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I swear to you, he slips in and out of his Australian accent from time to time in that movie. In or the just first overall? one, no, like in the in the first one. Yeah, I, um, I mean, he wasn't new at the time. He wasn't a new actor. No, no, no. Just as Wolverine. Yeah, seeing like, him for the first. I, I don't bet know he was I, just getting into the skin of Wolverine. Oh yeah, you know, trying to figure sure. him out. Yeah, I don't know if I finished that uh, thought, but it was sorry, it's seeing. You. No, no, I mean myself. <laughs> like sometimes I say most of the words I want to say, <laughs> but not all of them. But it was cool seeing him as Wolverine for the first time. Like going back and be like, ah, this is the first time we ever mm-hmm. saw him. Because now it's such a like he is Wolverine. Oh yeah, you know. Yep. Um. So that was great. X two is awesome. Um. Nightcrawler's the jam. That opening sequence with Nightcrawler. Yeah. Um, That's when he goes to the um White House, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Striker has that like mutant controlling substance that he puts on the back of their necks yes, and yep. all that stuff. So that's super dope. Um, and then that also has the scene where Stryker's men uh, go to Xavier's uh, school mm-hmm. and Wolverine's like watching the kids. And there's that whole scene inside the mansion. Do you remember it? Isn't he like taking out the guys without like alerting the kids? Like, uh, well, the kids are mostly asleep, uh, but then um, they, they come in with uh, they're like tranquilizing all the kids basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Wolverine like takes everyone out, and it's I like, kind of remember it's it. It's so good, it's dude. not super fresh, it's, fresh, but it's like one of the best. Um, because that's one thing that feels most dated about the first X Men mm-hmm. is uh, the fight scenes are like nothing special at all, really, especially comparatively to what we see now. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I mean, we're fresh off a of civil war, so you look at something like that, and then you go back and watch X Men, and you see someone like throw a guy and it's that like oh like he flies across the screen and <laughs> yeah. hits a wall and you can almost tell like where the shots were cut and mm-hmm. it's not poorly done or anything it's just the time right right um but then you get to x2 and like the nightcrawler scene is amazing as i said but uh specifically because of like the way they did the action and it's like really enticing to watch mm-hmm. and um that wolverine scene at the uh xavier school is great because it's one of the I don't know, probably one of the like key times that you get to see Wolverine just running through hallways and slashing people. Mm-hmm. Um, so X2 is great. What do you think of The Last Stand? You know, it's one of those movies, like we've talked about it plenty of times before, but you know, it's one of those movies that everyone say, everyone says it's bad. Right. But it's not bad. I don't think it's bad. It's, you know, it's not the strongest X-Men movie. It's not, for sure. But it's not as bad as everyone remembers it mm-hmm. and everyone says it is. Right. I I think I think it does feel like they were trying to end a series. Mm-hmm. I think if you watch it, it feels like they do some extreme things where it's like, "Oh, let's get this character in here. People are going to want to see this character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's let's kill off some some major players for like shock value." Mm-hmm. It wasn't I, f- I feel like it's that thing where you really have to separate it from, like, any of the lore mm-hmm. because they're just making a movie. Right. But I would say that that's probably where it falls a little short is that they definitely... It felt like we're trying to end a series here. So there are parts that felt like a little rushed. And the one... 
Uh, spoilers for X3, by the way, um, mm-hmm. if you've never seen The Last Stand. But this movie revolves a lot around um, the cure. Mm-hmm. They have a cure for mutant kind. And the one major thing that I can't get over is the way that they stop Magneto at the end is by giving him the cure. Right. And they like they ambush him and Beast stabs him with the cure. And I feel like m- on a, from a moral standpoint, the X-Men would not do that. Yeah. You know, because they're all, you know, like, I just feel like that wouldn't be the solution that they'd use. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there are multiple, like, layers to that because Xavier is not there. Right. I thought about that. Yeah. So maybe at that point they don't have like their moral compass, you mm-hmm. know, aligned. And maybe they also think Xavier, or not Xavier, uh, Magneto will just do it again and again. And the only way to officially totally. stop him is to do that. Yeah. But I get what you mean because that's not them. They want all mutants to mm-hmm. be free and accepted and like. It's not them to suppress powers. Right, exactly. It's more, you know, it's more about the character. What mm-hmm. are you going to do with your powers? Um, but I think what you said actually makes it a little bit more interesting because it is, it's Wolverine and Beast who... Do they the, take the reins? Like, are they the leader um, at Well, point? if I remember correctly, like, this is at the end where, like, Phoenix is destroying everything. Yeah. And, um, or maybe it's right before... Yeah, it's just madness. Everyone's mm-hmm. everyone's dying. Everyone like all the mutants are attacking the soldiers, and um, and there's just a moment within the battle where they look at the cure and they look at each other and they have like, oh, this is what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that. I was like, you know, like what I just said definitely applies to Xavier. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Xavier's character, he would never, he would be like, no, we're not gonna strip him of his powers. Right, you right. know, we're gonna try to talk some sense into him. Mm-hmm. But Xavier's not there. And I think that's like that almost makes that more interesting. It's like, oh, that's like that's not X Men like, but right. their leader's not there. So, so I don't know. That's that's just one choice overall. Like I don't know if that's what was on their minds when they mm-hmm. wrote that scene, but um, it's definitely a weird moment where it's like, and it's even kind of awkward to watch because they just like stab him, mm-hmm. and then it's like you just sit there for a minute. Like they don't, they're not fighting or anything. He beast just stabs him and then like backs up. And then Magneto's like, Charles. <laughs> that was the greatest impression. Yeah, really. <laughs> Rachel and I were doing it yesterday while we were driving. We're just like, Charles Xavier. <laughs> Hello, old friend. <laughs> Ian McClellan's the oh, man. Oh, he's awesome. Um, so, and also, uh, Phoenix is horrifying in that mm-hmm. movie. And I think that's cool. Yeah. Like, I, I, I liked what they did with her, and she's out of her mind, mm-hmm. and... It's, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I mean, hate I it. think it's it's crazy. You know, Wolverine was fighting against it and getting his face ripped apart. Like, yes, that part was, was nuts. It was crazy. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're right. It is the last movie, so it's totally okay for them to do shock factor for them to kill off major characters. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was definitely like, wait, what? Yep. Like, what are they doing? Because I I know when I saw it, I wasn't thinking like in trilogy terms, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is gonna be the end. I don't usually think like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I'm starting to more. But I just go into like this individual movie. Right. But watching it again, I'm like, oh, I, I can see why this seems a little some of it's a little convoluted. Mm-hmm. There are certain characters that are like, oh, they threw Juggernaut in. Um, they you know, oh, the, what happens with Mystique, like Mystique gets cured and you just don't see her again. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting. But I don't hate it. Like I would watch it again. It's not an awful movie. Mm-hmm. Um and uh there are definitely some 
discrepancies after watching all the movies that are like, oh, I don't really know how this happened. But Magneto at the end, it's implied that he's like getting his powers back. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're watching the video, I just did a weird thing with my hand <laughs> <laughs> because that's what Magneto does. That's what does. he does is the hand thing. <laughs> and, um, and there's also a post credit scene in that movie that I didn't know about until like last year, by the way. Really? Yeah. I just didn't. Dude, how'd you not know? I don't know. I was talking to someone about X3, like, yeah, oh, I can't believe like they killed Xavier, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, but he like threw his body at the end of X3 or threw his his mind, like his consciousness into another body. Mm -hmm. So at the end of it, they are like, oh, they're not dead. That's such a like major. It's massive. You know what I mean? (laughs) But like, I just, I wasn't like post credit scene savvy at the point. Yeah, the first two don't have post credits, do they? No, no. I checked. I checked everything as we were watching them. Um, so I know what we really want to get to, so I'll quickly say First Class is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. That uh, was, it was a joy. Kevin Bacon kills it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love seeing young Magneto, what goes on with him, um, coincidentally, during World War II. <laughs> um, and uh, so seeing seeing that history, and Michael Fassbender's like the man. I just love him so much uh, as an actor, as Magneto. He's killer. I mm-hmm. really love James McAvoy, too. Um, First Class was just great. I just loved that. Um, Would you say it's class? What? Class. Class? That's something British people say. It's class, but I tried to put a British accent on it. So would I? S- oh, you know, class. I was thinking like German. I thought you were saying like class. <laughs> Klaus or something. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, yes. Because it's first class. Is that oh good? Oh my god, that joke. It's over now. <sighs> you ruined it. Can we dwell on it for a minute? No, it's it's over. Days of Future Past is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And you get the crossover thing. And it's funny because I, I had kind of, I guess I just hadn't really thought about it. But it's funny that we got First Class, which had none of the original players. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to, uh, and then after that, they did Days of Future Past, which crossed the worlds. Right. Which I still maintain is brilliant. Like, I really can't think of another time in film that something like this has happened where a universe has practically been reset. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they did it so seamlessly. It's pretty like, clean. It is beautiful yeah. how they did it. They gave all the characters, like, their last, you know, scenes, basically, yep. they all had, uh, all the original characters. Yes. You know, yeah. they finished them off very well. And yeah. then now we're with these new characters. Right. Um, and I don't know if Marvel's going to be able to pull that off, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry, distraction. Distraction. Wait, you don't know if Marvel's gonna be able to pull what off? Uh, like the seamless character switching. You know, like oh, you're saying in the MCU, right? Like, like I think right. This, this, yes, this is the perfect example of what they could do. That's they really have interesting. The, new characters, the old characters, mm-hmm. but Marvel. You know, I don't know how they're gonna do that transition. Right. If they are, if they're gonna do it, right. You know? Yeah, well, they have to at some point. I mean, mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be. But what, what's been interesting about that, to step away from X-Men for a minute, is mm-hmm. like, I'm wondering, are they going to replace, you know, it? like, is Cap going to be, are we going to see Bucky become Cap? Right. Or are we going to see a completely new actor? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, same thing with uh, certain other characters, like... Uh, Uh, like an Iron Man. Are we going to see someone take over the suit that we've already seen? Or are we just going to see a new actor play Tony Stark? So Mm -hmm. I don't know. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. but yeah, in, in Days of Future Past, it's just such a good movie. And I haven't seen the Rogue Cut yet. I think that is the superior version to yeah. watch. Just because it has, um, I have to compare it to the original movie, but it has, I think, uh, three additional scenes. Okay. Um, 
two of them I noticed, and one of them I think was just because Rogue was in it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's worth seeing that version just because it it's not necessary for the story, but it certainly helps it. It's yeah. just a cool scene, and it it kind of just gives a little more um, screen time for certain characters. Right, so right. It's 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 good. It's uh it's kind of amazing um just how they uh, I don't even know. It's just it's just such a good movie. Yeah, like it's... the action in it is is some of the best. Mm-hmm. Um we get the Quicksilver scene. The Quicksilver um, scene. Which is like which I realize I don't think they call him Quicksilver ever in anything. Yeah, I, I don't think so but either. Peter Maximoff. Right. Um but I mean he is Quicksilver to the audience. He's sure, Quicksilver. sure. Um but that's in Days of Future Past, right? That's not first class. Right, yeah. Days of Future Past. Yes, yeah. Um, So that scene's unbelievable. That's the first we see of them. Um, And if you haven't seen Days of Future Past, you need to watch that. But Mm -hmm. I want to move on to Apocalypse. Apocalypse. (laughs) Dude. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. This movie rules. It rules with a dude. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thank you, early 90s Tim. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it rules with a dude <laughs> um, That might be a good time for a sonic transition <laughs> Yes <laughs> um, I love them So I had heard Not bad things By heard you mean you went to Rotten Tomatoes And saw the most abysmal reviews no, well, Rotten Tomatoes sucks Not Yeah I mean that was definitely part of it But mm-hmm. some of it was also I had friends who were posting on Facebook and stuff About like eh it was alright Blah 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 Dude what I don't know what people are talking about This movie Was so good mm-hmm. Like and okay I want to get more specific Because <laughs> I hate just being like it was good It was great It was so good <laughs> It was a good movie Yeah, But like Okay, let me just say through the entire thing, mm-hmm. I felt like so emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so, are we going spoilers on this? Yeah. All right. It's major, been out for a little while. Major so. spoilers for X Men Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, go see this movie and then come listen to this part of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, that's foreshadowing. Hopefully, <laughs> this will be a good discussion. Right. <clears throat> um, so emotional through the whole thing. I mean, we have more of Magneto's story. He's becoming like one of my favorite characters. Which I think that was so great what they did with him. Like it, it's terrible in the movie, but sure. it is. It, I don't know how they did it, but they made me feel so much for Magneto. Huge, huge, right? Because in the last movie, you know, he tried to kill the entire like U.S. higher ups, I guess, like the president yeah. and all those guys. Oh yeah, yeah, right. And uh, so it's. You know, he's a villain, and nobody really liked him at the end of that. Mm-hmm. And then they give you this, like, emotional, amazing, like, beginning arc with him for this. Right, And right. It, was, it was just incredible. It- yeah, and that's why, I think that's why I love him so much, and that's why he's always been um, this incredible villain, because he and Xavier still have this relationship and this friendship, and seeing the history behind that is mm-hmm. so powerful. And, uh, like, even in... Um, is it in yeah days of future past they uh when they first go to release him from jail they say that he's in there because he tried to kill the president and then you find out he says i was trying to save the president Mm -hmm. but i couldn't like uh curve the bullet in time uh because the president was a mutant at at the time so um so you see this like Magneto's form of justice is he's really trying to like defend his own kind and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And even uh, I'll never forget in X Men Three in the Last Stand, um, I always loved. There's a moment where Pyro is like talking to Magneto, and he's like, "I would have killed the Professor myself if you let me." And um, 
And Magneto like stops him, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Charles Xavier has done more for mutant kind than you know." <laughs> and I was like, "Yes!" Like <laughs> defending his homie. Like there's and there's a ton of tension there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually that's right before I think Xavier dies, and that maybe it's right after. I don't remember, but that it must have been after because I think Pyro was there. They were all fighting at a. Jean Grey's house. Yes, you're right. And I think you know he would have got to Xavier first before yeah, he got yeah. killed. So yeah, I think. Anyways, that's that's what yeah, it I don't know. Like anyway, uh, but anyways, yeah, that that whole um, dynamic of um, of Magneto still having this like he's not crazy. Mm-hmm. He's just like his intentions are they they manifest in in you know bad stuff right (laughs) (laughs) and uh but in this movie so they took like you said in in days of future past he's like trying to kill off the like the president and Mm -hmm. and all these like you know u.s officials and then in um apocalypse he's he's gone to like a more secluded area Mm -hmm. he's is he in where is he uh i feel like you know you could say just russia i don't think it's russia it's It's not somewhere in europe yeah, I forget, but mm-hmm. uh, secluded area. He's married. He has a daughter, and they, he, they at some point they find out that he's a mutant because he saves someone. I know. Ah, uh, right. So because mm-hmm. he saves a guy at his shop, he works. He's an iron worker, right? And yeah. uh, because he saves a guy, he he ends up getting called out as a mutant, and obviously his his face is all over the TV and newspapers because he's Magneto, the mm-hmm. you know g- pulling from Days of Future Past where everything he's doing is televised and everyone's scared of mutants. And um, also from the, the events of Days of Future Past, I love that Mystique is this like public hero, right? Like right. she's the face of like mutant kind, mm-hmm. and um, I love how how closely they stayed to that that um, storyline. Mm-hmm. And uh, so again, major spoilers, but the moment when Magneto's wife and daughter are killed is like, I I was like, because <gasps> they just everything slows down and it's. And you're watching, all the guys are sitting there watching him and, like, realizing the error of their ways. Oh. Ah, it's, it's just crazy. It's done so well, yeah. too. It's like you see the arrow go and it's in slow motion. Yep. You know it's going to hit you know. both yeah. of them. And, it's, and that was crazy. Actually, I wasn't sure if it was just going to be the, the little girl right. or just the wife. I, I was like, are they going to? Because whenever, whenever it's kids, mm-hmm. I'm like, are they going to do that? A lot of the times they avoid killing kids. Yeah. It's just like kind of a no-no in in but when they do it it's so like not to sound crazy but it's so much better because you know it's yeah it's, it's more emotional it's like it oh pushes my God, the story that much stru- exactly. that much harder yeah mm-hmm. um and and for in magneto's case like of course he's gonna react the way he reacted i feel so bad he is so tortured you know going yeah. through you know world war Two, and then I like everything that's gone on in his life. He's mm-hmm. just some poor soul that just keeps getting tortured yeah, for that's story purposes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's no other reason for yeah. it. Yeah, but it is interesting, like looking at that storyline and how he, you know, he tries. Mm-hmm. Like that was him, and he says later, he's like, "I tried your way, Charles. Like I tried to be like them." Mm-hmm. And you know, and then as soon as he gets found out, it's chaos all chaos, around him. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, even that moment, what is he, he, he has a yelling at the sky moment, but it's a good one. It's not like a, no, <laughs> but um, he basically 
Uh, he kills all the guys. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there holding his family, crying. And he's like, is this what you want? Is this what I am? Like, mm-hmm. just flipping out. Like, even him, like what you just said. Like, I'm just this tortured, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. And that's just Magneto's storyline exactly, that we're talking about. Yep. Um, I, I guess some people had uh, problems with Apocalypse, thinking that, like, he could have been more... He was probably my least favorite like thing about the really? movie. Really? I feel like, you know, he has the story of being the most powerful mutant and Totally. Um I feel like he he did show off his powers um for the most part in you know in the final fight and stuff, but I don't know, I feel like he could have been more menacing, I guess. I feel like they showed it in subtlety, like mm-hmm. when he's basically using dust to decapitate people, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, that's pretty horrifying." That is, yeah. And, you know, also Kind of surprised this movie caught a PG-13, because it's pretty brutal. It, you know what it is? No blood. That's that's how they get away no with blood, it. but they can show you, like, open wounds. Exactly, like... Crazy. Yeah, they can show you, yeah, open wounds. And they got their one solid F-bomb in, which was yep. pretty funny. Love it. They uh, always... They when Magneto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I thought Apocalypse was... He posed a real threat, mm-hmm. and I thought they did pretty well. I mean, as far as giving him, you know, having one film mm-hmm. to use him as the main villain, and um, I don't know, I, I I enjoyed him. I liked the the whole opening scene was crazy when they were he was transferring him his himself to uh, a mutant's body who heals, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't get uncovered for ever, ever, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, I mean, I don't even know. I'm like finding myself lost on on what to even talk about. But I really, I really just enjoyed the whole movie. Like, yeah. um, Peter's story with you know, I wasn't sure if they were gonna take this route, but Peter says that he knows that Magneto's his father. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if they were gonna deal with that at all, um, but they directly do, and it's done really well. Yeah, he never comes straight out and says it to Magneto. Um, there are which a couple I times. think he should have. I it, wanted him it to. There been, are a couple times. It would have been so. But great. it just added that tension a little right. bit, you know. Um, and I don't know what else. What sticks out to you? Like, uh, well, the Quicksilver scene. So good. It's so good. Like. Oh. Brian Singer is just a genius when it comes to those Dude. Quicksilver scenes. There's only been two of them, but I hope it's like a staple for all future. Me X-Men too. Movies. I was because this one definitely trumps the first one. It, it was so amazing. It's longer. It's super intricate. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how. And I love, I love how they do those scenes where everything. I mean, maybe this is obvious, but just thinking about. Uh, the aesthetic of watching everything happen mm-hmm. and then seeing all the aftermath all at once. Right. You know right. what I mean? See it all. You yeah. Know, fast forward time, like restart again. Keep yeah. going. And it's so funny. It's like, so funny. It's like, it's it's super serious because he is saving all the people yeah. and the mansion, you know, explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also hilarious because how he does it, you know, yep. he like goes and combs hair and grabs the dog with the he pizza. Th- yeah, he throws people up in the air. Yeah. yeah, and with the pizza, he takes all the pizza first yeah. and then goes back <laughs> for the dog. It's just great. He grabs a soda. Yeah. Like, um, and in that, that's another thing that's really interesting. I think they juggle tone in the X-Men movies really interestingly. Like mm-hmm. in that moment, all that stuff that's going on with Quicksilver, uh, Havoc died. Oh, yeah. Like, in that moment. Mm-hmm. But you're, like, not even thinking about it. Because you see it happen, you're like, oh, I'm not really sure. Right. And then... Um, I know, that was surprising. But mm-hmm. I guess... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we saw more of him, honestly, than I thought we would. I, mm-hmm. I was glad... We, they switched that, too. I, I believe in the comics, Havoc is the younger brother mm-hmm. of Cyclops. I don't know for sure, but... Um, but they switched that up. And uh, I really liked uh, the kid who played Scott... 
I really mm-hmm. liked. Uh, I loved Nightcrawler. Yep. And I thought, I thought Scott was almost like. He reminded me of like Emilio Estevez in The Breakfast Club. Really? Yeah. Like I felt. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing. They did the whole '80s thing so well. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, like all the music cues that. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude! Right <laughs> at the Quicksilver scene when it started, and yep. uh, "Sweet Dreams Are Made of These" when yep. that started, I was <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh, dude! Oh, crap! So perfect!" Yep. And and uh, angels hold up in a warehouse listening to Metallica. Yep. Like, oh, dude! He was so like dark there. Like it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, it was funny. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I loved that. So yeah, yeah, Scott reminded me of that, um, that kind of feel, and I liked that, like mm-hmm. with the glasses and the jacket, and um, just I don't know. I felt like the movie. I mean, obviously it took place in the '80s, but they just captured that really well. Yeah, and I liked that feel of it, and mm-hmm. I like Scott as a character. Like, I could see him becoming the Cyclops that we've already yeah. seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's already getting like the group together, you know, like when they yeah. go to the mall, he's like, he's the one like, yeah, let's go guys. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. He's like, come on guys, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, <laughs> Xavier's trying to get him to use his powers mm-hmm. and he's like, just look anywhere. It's not, you know, <laughs> and then he, <laughs> he the like tree. slices that tree <laughs> in half and he's like, my grandfather planted that tree, <laughs> played on it as a child. Um, um, yeah. So there, there's a lot of little stuff like that. It was mm-hmm. I mean, it was long. It was two and a half hours. Yep. I um, think a great length. It's perfect. It's there's so many characters they have to balance and so many like different stories they want to tell within yeah. that that I think the two hour length was fine. And how do you feel about how the characters were handled? Because one point of criticism I heard was that uh, certain characters didn't get enough time, namely Angel and Psylocke. Yes. Well, Angel, I personally don't care about very much. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know his story and I, you know, I, I just don't care about him. I think he's cool, but mm-hmm. meh. And uh, Psylocke, I was very upset we didn't get to see her very much. I think we will, though. Right. You were talking about uh, X-Force. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just seems like, you know, so there's a post-credit scene. uh, We're jumping around a little bit, but there's a post-credit scene where they show, uh, is it Essex Core Mm -hmm. is written on the uh, briefcase um, of some men that go into the facility, uh, Stryker's facility, and they're taking Weapon X's blood. Uh, which we need to talk about that. Yep. <laughs> um, and I was just reading about it. Uh, Essex, uh, Nathaniel Essex is Mr. Sinister, who does a lot with, like, uh, I think, running tests on mutants and stuff like that, mm-hmm. experiments. And um, and he had, I believe, if I remember correctly, he was involved in the creation of Cable, mm-hmm. who's going to be in Deadpool 2. So there were some thoughts that, that might be there might be some crossover there. Mm-hmm. And I thought... I thought Psylocke was part, part of, of the X-Force. Could be. I, I don't know who's part of it, but um, yeah. I was reading the de- description for the movie because it's in development right now, and it said a, uh, a time traveler gathers a team of mutants to help uh, save the future. That he, For what movie? Uh, X-Force. That's happening? Yeah, yeah. They, it's, oh. It's in development and stuff. They, they don't really have any actors. They have a few people thrown up oh. there. But, I yeah. was just speculating. That's <laughs> sweet. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, so... <clears throat> I heard we were gonna get a quick little Wolverine. Yeah, there was it was cameo. very hush hush. Nobody knew exactly what it was gonna be. <sighs> Dude, nobody told me it was gonna be like the most iconic <laughs> Wolverine scene ever. Like mm-hmm. they nailed that. Nailed it. He looked amazing. It was brutal. That whole I mean, the moment with Jean where she's like calming him down. Yep. And it's like Dude. <sighs> Just everything. Yeah, it was it was uh perfectly like 
it was just perfectly Wolverine, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it was violent. He was just, he went into like his animal instinct form, yes. you know? And that was the only time we've seen him like that. Mm-hmm. Because I was, uh, I was talking to Rachel about, um, she's like, well, I think they do that in Origins where he's like, but they don't. In Origins, they, they, uh, you know, they, they apply the adamantium and then he hears Stryker saying like, erase his memory. And then he wakes up mm-hmm. and he flips out and kills everyone and runs away. Um, okay. So <clears throat> this is the only time we really got to see that like animal version of Wolverine where he's like been locked up. Right. The Weapon X version, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, but that whole scene was incredible. So cool. I mean... It was even the build-up towards it. You knew he was in yeah. there. They were like, they were like, we got to free this guy. I honestly thought it was going to be such a small cameo. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear you hear him like growling in the cage. That's what I thought the cameo was going to be. I thought they that was it. They wouldn't open it. They wouldn't do anything. Yep. Yep. I thought that was it. But then they unleash him, and he's like a major device in that moment. Yep. Like that he was their way out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, dude. Just so good. So good. So a couple more uh, quick points, and then mm-hmm. if there's anything else, I mean, I I, I want to see it again. I honestly, I'll say this after. Um, <laughs> but Jean throughout the whole movie is sort of underwhelming. Yeah, you know, she's just a kid. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hear a little bit about how there's more power inside of her and all this stuff. I did not expect her to go full Phoenix at the end of the movie, and it was like just glorious. It was beautiful. I mean, that whole, uh, I guess to, to speak back to the thing about Angel, I felt like, I definitely feel like we're going to see more of Psylocke. I think mm-hmm. that's obvious. We're going to see more of her. Um, Angel, I feel like was kind of used as, I mean, he's one of the most well-known horsemen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked what they did with him. I thought he was, uh, like, I liked his overall character type, that kind of like, you know, whatever, like 80s rebel. Right. Um, and then they, I thought he looked pretty cool as Archangel. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just kind of an in and out character and, uh, storm though. I Mm -hmm. thought we got some cool background on storm. I really liked her performance. Um, I, I don't know the actress's name. I apologize, but she was great. Um, and all that to say that end scene when they're all coming against apocalypse, Mm -hmm. I, you and I were talking about this the other day. I cared about every single character in that scene, which I felt like was a major feat. Yeah. Like maybe the least about. Psylocke and Angel, but mm-hmm. I was bummed to see when Angel was killed because mm-hmm. uh, I kind I wanted to see more of him. Right, uh, Psylocke, we just don't know a whole lot about. Mm-hmm. Magneto is having this like revelation. You know, uh, he decides to side with his friends. Even goes so far as to say that he betrayed them mm-hmm. um, when he decides to go against Apocalypse. Uh, Mystique tries to kill him mm-hmm. by um, disguising herself as Psylocke. Which was crazy. I, I yeah, didn't I, even click. I was like, like whoa, <laughs> what's going on? Um, then we have we have Scott attacking him. We have mm-hmm. uh, Beast going after him. And Storm comes in. And, and Storm, mm-hmm. she's watching. They're, like What was going on right there, she's watching Magne- uh, no, Apocalypse, mm-hmm. who she's been with this whole time. And then she sees Mystique. Like, and she freaks out because she's mm-hmm. Mystique's like her hero. You know what I mean? So 
and and she doesn't act right away, mm-hmm. which is amazing. So she's like watching, and you see her like, oh no, like right. what's going on here? And then at, they wait and wait and wait, and when that bolt of lightning finally comes in, yep. I was like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's so amazing! Mm-hmm. Like, and they're all just coming against apocalypse. Yeah, and, and I mean, everybody in that scene is fighting. Um, you know, Xavier's fighting him in his mind on yes! top of everybody else. Please talk you. about that. It was cool. <laughs> It was so cool. All right, fine. I'll you talk had a about good it. point with it. I'll let you. I talk just about Xavier is one of those characters where you never really see him fight. Right. You know what I mean. So this was such a cool way where um, the one thing Apocalypse lacks is uh, what's the word? Omniscience, like being everywhere and everyone at mm. one time. So he's trying to get into Xavier um, to to maintain his power. So Xavier starts fighting back, and we get this amazing scene of them having like this um, like telepathic battle. Mm-hmm. But it starts off with Xavier just standing up, just punching Apocalypse it's over so and over raw again. Too. Like, right, that's it's what I mean. Great. There's no powers. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, he's not like blasting him across the room. He's just punching him and punching him. And it's like yes, like you <laughs> never see Xavier do that. And that whole depiction, I just love that like them where when he's like you're in my house now mm-hmm. and they're like in the mansion and then the way they reveal um gene becoming phoenix at the end mm-hmm. when when he's like when xavier's like um you know you're going to lose because you're alone and i'm not mm-hmm. and then gene walks out and it's like like i said just glorious yep. and she keeps walking and then she's walking on air and then she phoenixes so hard mm-hmm. and it's just freaking awesome it's- <laughs> It was so cool, and I absolutely loved when uh, Magneto like uh, started helping, like yeah. the big X that comes. Oh yeah, that was just like I got goosebumps because it was such a cool yes. way to show it, like X. So yeah, like oh, beautiful. That's right. It was a nice little nuance right there. Yep, yep. Um, so it was, it was awesome. It was just overall a really, really good X Men movie. I think I honestly, I mean, maybe I'll get crucified for this, but I thought it was on par with like MCU. Yeah, yeah. I think easily. Like I it was funny, it was very serious, it had great action. It mm-hmm. is totally I I mean, it's part of the Marvel universe, you yeah. know. Um, um I was just so like it ended and I was like that I I don't even know mm-hmm. what to say right now. Mm-hmm. Like I was just so amped on it. Yeah, and it's great because all the past movies did an awesome job of giving us like perspective on the characters yes. and giving us a, a time and chance to love these characters. Right. So this movie just, you know, it, it was just everything we love about the characters right. and more, you know. Yeah, it was the first like in a way well, it's not I was going to say it's the first time we get to see like a story with all these characters that we know because first class was kind of an introduction to new versions of characters. We knew mm-hmm. days of future past was like this crossing over slash undoing. Mm-hmm. And this was like the first story moving forward from the place that we've been brought back to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's, it was, it was just great. I loved the movie in general. Um, again, the post credit scene was, was uh, curious. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what's going to, what we're going to see next, but this was, I mean, I honestly wasn't sure. I'm still not sure if it was better than Days of Future Past. I mean, they're both kind of right there for me. This mm-hmm. is fresh and new. I just saw it. Right. But, I mean, I was emotional through the whole movie, man. Like, really, like, on the edge of, like, 
uh, <laughs> like like sometimes tears, sometimes right. I just wanted to scream. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was just so intense, mm-hmm. and the and the costumes looked amazing. Yes, that was the other thing I wanted to say. Storm looked dope. Mm-hmm. Um, Psylocke was like, that's what Psylocke. Oh looks my god, like. exactly. Like, to like, a you know what I mean? Like her yeah, she was great. Right, and I, I thought Apocalypse looked cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I was I just thought everyone looked looked dope. Yep. Night, Nightcrawler looked great. He yeah. was really funny. Um, so. So yeah, uh, I loved X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, I, I thought it was really, really good as well. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't know what anybody's talking about. You know, it got a fifty two meta score, but a seven point f- uh, four I think for a user review. So I think it's one of those audience versus critic type things. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't understand how critically it's like. I saw a couple headlines that just blew my mind. Like there was one headline that was like, X Men Apocalypse is what happens when a studio runs out of ideas. And I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how are you, like, what are you not connecting with? Like, I, is, I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it was because I feel like this film was like a mixture of iconography and... What'd you say? Like, like I, iconic, like, costumes and, and characters done well and thing, you know, almost like fan service. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what... This is what people want. This is like the the culmination of everything X. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But also with like a really beautiful story behind like pretty much every character. Like mm-hmm. I loved seeing Storm. I loved like, and we only get bits of her, but we see that she's kind of a, you know, um, a loner. Uh, no. Well, like the way she uses her powers to steal, and she, right. you know what I mean. Like she's a survivor, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then you see that, and then you see Apocalypse come to her, and she's just a girl, and she's trying to like, uh, you know, she's just a young girl, and she tries to tell Apocalypse like, this is what the world is like. You can't just go around killing people, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. And then you see her. Her arc is enough for me to like be connected with her and want to see how she, you know, becomes who she becomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Magneto's story and Xavier and like just everybody, just everybody. So how is anyone like? This is what happens when you run out of ideas. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if I'm being blinded by something. I mean, someone can let me know, and I'll happily ignore you. But <laughs> this is like, I feel like this is a, a, a film of such great magnitude, and mm-hmm. like, just like a success. Yeah. Like, ah, freaking boss. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, dude. I agree for sure. It's it was. It was top. It was top notch. Now I wonder. Okay, so there's a there's a moment where the kids all go to the movies mm-hmm. and they're seeing Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. right? And um, they're walking out and they're having a discussion about which one was the best. And I think it's Gene that says, "Well, we can all agree that the third one's always the worst." I loved that. So okay, but then I was thinking about it afterwards. Did Singer do First Class and Days of Future Past? Yes. Okay, so technically this is his third of this new trilogy, mm-hmm. um, which, first of all, I don't know if they're considering it a trilogy. Technically, it is. I've heard it's the first-class trilogy. Like, this okay. is the end of this trilogy, whatever so it is. in that case, this is, like, one of the best third films of a trilogy I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. First of all, we'll point that out. <laughs> Second of all, I'm curious whether he's, like, making a joke about himself. Like, you know, here's the common perspective, but watch how awesome my movie is. Mm-hmm. Or if that's a straight dig at Brett Ratner, who did... The Last Stand. I think that's what it is. You think so? I, I for sure think. At least it's funnier to me that way. Yeah, I think it was mostly a joke for the crowd. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, we know what they're talking about right. anyway. But I just, uh, that's how I first took it was like, oh, like The Last Stand, yeah. haha. 
But uh, even though I like The Last Stand, I mm-hmm. still get like, you know, what they're doing. And mm-hmm. it was funny. It was really well done. Uh, but then I was thinking about it and I was like, it also kind of works two ways because this is his third film in this trilogy. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's like saying, like, watch me destroy this presupposition that mm-hmm. like this, this movie is going to be awesome. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I don't know. Ah, I have one more thing. Please. In, in X-Men. Yeah. Uh, I really like how it ended with the new team, the all the characters that are part yes. of the team. Because, yeah. you know, Days of Future Past rewrote the history mm-hmm. and the future and that stuff. So now we're on an alternate timeline. Yeah. You know, where Mystique is, as of right now, not a villain. She's, you know, the face of mutant kind. And yes. she's part of the X-Men. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that, that's it. I just really like this new team that they yeah. set up with, um, let's see, Quicksilver. Uh, and yeah. Mystique, and then you know Nightcrawler the, and Nightcrawler, Cyclops, yeah, the usual X Men, and then two new characters, Quicksilver and uh, Mystique, yeah, who I bet have been on the team at some point in the comics. Yeah, I don't but, know. That's yeah, that's a good point. But uh, you know, if they're setting this up for the next movie, I everyone on the team is great. So cool, man. Nightcrawler's always been my favorite X Man, mm-hmm. and I just am so excited mm-hmm. about. He's I don't know. I just love that character. Yeah, and I want his powers. I'll be blue. That's fine. There you are. That's what? a picture of you behind you. Yeah, I do have a picture of Nightcrawler yes. on the wall. Also, yeah. one more thing. Yep. <laughs> then go, I'm go, done, go. I'm done. No, it's fine. Uh, I might th- not be. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, what do you think of Xavier losing his hair? Do you felt like did you feel like that was like just something to like satisfy the crowd uh, or do you think it, it, they did it well? I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think again, I, it was a little fan servicey like, mm-hmm. but I mean, but it's a good way to move into like the next the next, uh, I guess, like, era of X-Men. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the, I, I think it was good. Yeah. I, I don't think it was, like... I was wondering how they were going to get there because yep. they showed him with no hair in the previews. Right, right. And it was like, well, that's kind of a weird... Like, I know, they why get would there? he shave his head at the end of the movie or Yeah, something? right. <laughs> like, is it just going to be like, now I'm more mature? Like, I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I thought it, I thought it was actually cool because it's almost like he's bearing the mark of the beginning of the real X-Men. Right. You know, because even... I think, is it in this... I'm, I get them a little mixed up because I just watched them all, but is it in this movie where they have the conversation about... Yeah, I think it's Mystique and um, and, and Hank, Beast, mm-hmm. um, where one of them's like, he doesn't want uh, soldiers, he wants students mm-hmm. now. And yep. they're talking about, like, Hank's like, I really want... He wants the X-Men. He thinks the world needs the X-Men. Mm-hmm. But he's like, uh, you know, Xavier wants wants students, not soldiers. And then at the end, it's like Apocalypse is what brought them together to be like, all right, there is a need for this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think it was cool. Yeah. Did you have any any issue with that? No, I was just uh, like like you said, I was very curious to see how they were going to do it. Right. And uh, I uh, I think it's a good like reminder of Apocalypse. Like, right. Yeah. It's know. like this mark, like a scar. Almost. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, like, well, the only other thing is, won't he grow hair back or is it just gone forever? Because that's what Apocalypse was. He was bald, too, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to assume we're not going to see hair on him again, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because are we going to see more bald James McAvoy? I know. I'm curious, like, uh, what the next movie is going to be. I haven't heard anything. Because what's what's planned to come, I think, is kind of outside of this, like, core team. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to see the Wolverine movie, right. the third one, uh, which did you hear um, they confirmed Xavier's in it? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. So, Which is cool that they're getting They're him. keeping the... Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. So... So that's going to be take place in the future, which, okay, so let's, there are a few things that I'm almost not sure what to disregard anymore. Mm -hmm. Like what's part of, what's part of the current timeline and what's not. So Days of Future Past, 
rebooted a ton of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So are we to assume that this version of Angel is just different than the one in The Last Stand? I think so. I, I think The Last Stand, certain points, it, it's tough. Like, certain points you have to count as canon, but other things you don't. And that's that's what's confusing, because The Last Stand takes place in the, you know, quote-unquote, not-too-distant future or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this one is takes place in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, we're definitely in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So... But this angel looks almost the same age as the one as... And a, there could be two angels. Or did we check they were both the same name? They're the same. Same same character. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I feel like that's just something that we have to disregard. Like, yeah. we have to assume in this universe, for some reason, he was born earlier. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess he could have been a little younger. I don't know. He looked, he just, he looked like the same. And, like, obviously, it's the same character. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, that's a symptom of... Uh, the last stand being like, this is the last one. Let's just throw in some characters. Yep. Like, you know, maybe not that frivolously, but like, let's get characters in here that people want to see because this mm-hmm. is the last one. I think Angel was one of those characters because they didn't really do much with him mm-hmm. in the last stand. No. Um, he saves his dad mm-hmm. at one point. I yeah. remember he uh, like is chopping off. Oh, that's that scene is actually like still hard to watch. It's, it's pretty it's brutal. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I liked what they did with him because I, I thought... Dude, can I just say the politics of X-Men are too real? Oh, my God. You know, like, uh, uh, it's it's like, it's the Holocaust, yeah. basically. Like, it's people yep. being exiled and the government trying to figure out how to keep a certain race of people down. And mm-hmm. it's like, honestly, it's hard to watch, especially with a lot of the, the social justice issues that have been kicked up lately, mm-hmm. like in modern day, um, that have always been around, but now there's attention on them. Mm-hmm. It's like... Dude, it's just too real. And it like is. it makes me hate the politicians in these movies mm-hmm. so much, which is the point, you know. Right. But it's just so so hard to watch. And it's sometimes. crazy because that story is is old, you know, but it's mm-hmm. it's funny to think that that's been a problem for, you know, centuries or yeah. not centuries, but I mean, for <laughs> it could be, but yeah. um, you know, uh whenever the X-Men comics came out, what 80s maybe? Probably even earlier. It was earlier. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Sh- I'm not sure when the first one came out. But like you know, those stories were written with the the same idea. You know, yeah. just a, a certain race of people being, uh, I guess, rejected. Yep. Um, and uh, that still applies today. So it's just crazy sure. how uh how how well it works. How right. uh, How much of a reflection it is on us. Yeah, and I think it's uh it's in the last stand when they go back to Bobby Drake's house. Um, yeah, because that's when Xavier dies, and Bobby Drake's brother calls the cops on him Mm -hmm. because he comes out as a mutant. Right, right. And his family's like, have you tried not being a mutant? Like, their main issue is that he is this way. Mm -hmm. And they're not concerned about him as a person. Like, it's painted as like, oh my gosh, you're a mutant. Like, Mm -hmm. the world's over. All of a sudden, you're not a human anymore. So, like, the politics of that are just so, like, I'm watching it and I'm like, ah, it's so cringy because it's so real. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's kind of crazy. Um, Another quick thing. Mm -hmm. So, Days of Future Past, right? Mm-hmm. And even in this movie, they show flashbacks of uh, Magneto as a boy. Mm-hmm. So he's probably, what, 10, 12 years old in World War II? Yep. 1944? Mm-hmm. So this movie takes place in 84? That's probably about Some, right. Something around there? Yeah. So we're looking at about 40 years, right? Magneto should be like 52. Right. Fastbender does not look 52. Not at all. Neither does Xavier, who was also a kid at that time, because mm-hmm. that's when he meets Mystique. Right. Now, Mystique, we know, ages differently. Mm-hmm. It's never 
explicitly said that Xavier and Magneto age differently. Right. Just a thing. Just a thing. I get it. I it's, don't know. It's probably just because they wanted to keep the actors and. I mean, well, it, I mean, it, at some point, it just is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. they're gonna want to do these major stories from the books, and they're gonna take place in a certain time period. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. And like you said, you're not going to replace the actors every time you need someone who's a little bit older right? or whatever. But there are certain things like that. And because of all the mixed up timelines, there are all kinds of like internet journalists trying to pick apart the series. And, and obviously like fans too. Like I'm, I'm watching it like, well, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. But overall, like I think they've done pretty well considering all the like crazy timeline business. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They have a lot of movies to, you know. Uh, keep in line with i yeah. guess so yeah and uh and a lot of it does line up honestly mm-hmm. like a lot of it stays pretty consistent mm-hmm. although origins i don't know what are we supposed to just disregard that movie pretty I much regard that as the top <sighs> dude best one ever i it just it's <laughs> i don't know it's been a long time since i've seen it it's probably awful but i still like it it's like heart. it's just some of the things they did man adamantium bullet i can't Whatever X Men X Men Apocalypse was unbelievable. It's not apocalyptic. No, I'll probably see it again and want to talk about it again because mm-hmm. I just I only saw it the once and there was so much, dude. It's uh, it's like yeah, it was just so much. It was so good. I feel exhausted because <laughs> <laughs> you just you, you poured your heart out. Dude, for this I, film. I don't even know if I said anything worthwhile. I just like... I appreciate it. Dude, I was amped. <laughs> I was so amped afterwards. You can ask Rachel. I was like, whoa! Dude, you like, came up to my room and you were like, oh my God! I was freaking out, dude. I'm texting people. I'm like, freaking X, man. It's so good, dude. Uh, but I agree 100%. It is an amazing film. It's, mm-hmm. it's just great. It's yep. great. Man. <laughs> so good. If you hated this movie, let us know. Because I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And... You're wrong. Wrongies. Can you be wrong with an opinion? Yes. Yes. Moving on. Um, We're going to jump to games. Yes. I think. Let's get to games. Video games. All right. I have actually a lot of video game stuff to talk about this week. Well, I mean, it was E3 week, so it's. Yeah, that's true. Of course. So, a lot of things. X Men Apocalypse was so good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my favorite game. What if they made Probably yeah, it probably would suck. Unless it was Origins. Origins was so good. That was probably the best. If X-Men you haven't game played ever. the X Men Origins Wolverine game, that game is boss. That you, is you need to you top, need to play it. Top notch. Yeah, totally. No <laughs> joke. But for realsies, I beat Ori and the Blind Forest. Ah, what'd you think? I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't love is that it's over now and I can't go back. You can't go back. I can't even play my game anymore. You can't go back. No. You can't, I can't even like go get some of the stuff. I thought it won't let me back in. I have to start a new game. That's so ridiculous. I know. Wow. I, I guess I remember that, but I thought you could go back before you like enter the mountain. At the I'll end. have to show you later. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but I, I tried to select my game. Mm-hmm. And when you go, because you know, it, the credits rolled and I was out of the menu and everything. Yep. And then I go back in and I go to select the game and it's just a picture of Ori and it says completed. And it won't let you... Like That's I was, so annoying. Yeah, so you can't go back in. Um, That's why they have the definitive edition or whatever Yeah, that man. Has, you know. it, oh, it's... I was like, oh, that's a bummer. But, I mean, 
it's cool. I'm always, I'm not always a hundred percenter anyways, mm-hmm. uh, but I wanted to go back and see what I could get because mm-hmm. I didn't even max out all of my uh, like, stats. Right. Yep. So, or all of my, my abilities. Um, and there's another, we talked about the, um, the water, is it the water? No. Are you talking about the tree where the like water? The tree, the water's rising. Yep. You have to like get out. That place um, nightmare. So there's another one with um, with wind, I think. And basically, the best way I can explain this is I'm looking at the map, and if I go to the right, there's this big dark area that I haven't gone to yet. Mm-hmm. If I go to the left, there's another dark area that I haven't gone to yet. So I'm like, oh, I'll go to the left first. I go to the left, and it's like a story-progressing checkpoint mm-hmm. that I cannot go back from. Oh. So I have no idea what was in that big dark area, mm-hmm. and now the game's over. So I can't... I mean, Why, why would they make it like I that? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, it's a short enough game. I mean... Nobody's going to want to go through it again. I mean, it's good, but like... It's a good game. But yeah, I mean, same thing. I'd much rather be able to go back and play from where I finished. And that's, you know, common practice for a lot of games. Right. Especially that type of game where it's all about exploration and getting as many collectibles yes. and things that you need. And this game is like... It's not like story-wise that wouldn't make sense because I just restored the forest. Mm-hmm. So now, like in certain areas, there's a wind that gusts up that I can ride with this feather that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could go back and go higher than I could earlier in the game. It's not like the forest got destroyed, so it wouldn't make any sense for me to go back. You know what right. I mean? Like right. some games have, when it ends, mm-hmm. it wouldn't make sense for you to be able to go back. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, you know, I, I should be able to. But, yep. but um, that being said, the game was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the story. Uh, it's... it's uh, it's cool, man. Mm-hmm. I like I said before, it almost felt like playing a Miyazaki film. Yeah, like it's very fantastical, um, but there's a really cool and like clear story and and plot line, and uh, it was it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree hundred percent. I'm gonna go through it again on the the definitive edition yeah. because it does have uh, bonus levels and bonus cutscenes. Really? Um, that, you know, I don't know what they are, but... Uh, oh, cool. If you own Ori, you can get it. I think it was five bucks. I don't know if they're still doing it anymore, okay. but you could upgrade. Um, I'll have to check. Cause... And that fixed a lot of things. You know, you really? could go back in, into areas because there was a, a teleport now. Um, oh. a, a fast travel. So you could go back oh, to the inside of the sweet. tree and stuff. So, um, yeah, they fixed it, but it's stupid that they didn't go back and fix it in the old game, like do an update, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, I'm not always 100%er anyways, but it's hard because once you get past that point, that's right. that's that. Because you can't even, if I get to, if you get to the point where the, uh, you hit a checkpoint and it's this, it's a timed level, essentially, like you have to get out before you're hit with magma or, you know, falling debris or water or whatever... Mm-hmm. Um, you can't even go to your checkpoint prior to that because now your checkpoint is the start of this rush level. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So you can't even go back. Like if I like when I missed that big dark area to the right, mm-hmm. I couldn't even like restart and check that out first because if I restarted, it just brought me to that point where I had to right. rush out. So that's a little bit of a you know I don't know if I want to call it a flaw, but it's a mechanic of the game that I didn't love because mm-hmm. I was like oh no like I can't go back there. Right, you wouldn't have known like if you went right or because you went left, you didn't know that was a story right section. And There's it sucks no way to you know. in, and you're like well okay yeah. Exactly, but uh, but it was really cool. There's a really cool puzzle in the um, getting the I forget what it's called. It's like the Firestone at the mm-hmm. end. I don't know if you remember. There's like a magma puzzle where you have to go into a door, um, 
there's a it's almost like a puzzle within a puzzle because you have to go to like different rooms, right? And yes. Get different. Yeah. Like so things. like you have to basically climb to the top of this uh, this area, mm-hmm. and uh, there's magma everywhere. So it's a puzzle in itself to try to figure out because the way the game works is you'll gain an ability that. You can. Uh, it's called bash. So you can grab onto an enemy. Uh, an enemy. Enemy. You can grab onto an enemy <laughs> or one of their projectiles and mm-hmm. launch yourself up. And you have to time it in a way, and then in a certain way to get to a certain area. And then you hover with another ability that you have. Um, and and basically you have to get all the way to the top, and then you go into a room, and um, the, the there's a puzzle to get like across, like. You have to like it's it'll be the type of thing where you have to pull a lever and that'll block the magma for a second mm-hmm. and in that second you have to cross back over to pull a lever that's now on the other side. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But the point of each room and I think there's three or four on either side mm-hmm. um, of the whole level. There's a, a left and a right, um, you know, directions. <laughs> and the point of each room is to cut off the magma feed. And then it, it'll allow you to get into the room below it because mm-hmm. now this stream of lava that was falling isn't there anymore. Right. That's a long like explanation <laughs> of what the level's like, but it was super cool mm-hmm. solving those puzzles to to basically get your way to the end. It took me a long time to do that part. Really? Yeah, it was it was just a lot of puzzle solving and a lot of times I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Yeah. But but it was still cool. I just I remember it took me a long time do to do it. Do you know what your finish time was on it? I'd have to check. It, it was probably high eight. Like mm. eight hours, maybe probably a little more. See, I want to see, but now I don't know if I if it'll show me or not. It must show me my stats. That would be stupid if it doesn't. I don't know. I mean, I'm not convinced. It's, it's we'll been stupid at other points. So, <sighs> so uh, just quickly, uh, since <laughs> I beat that, I, I went and saw what other Xbox One games I had because I wanted mm-hmm. to start another one. I almost started Banjo Kazooie because I have that on the rare replay, mm-hmm. but I decided to um, start uh, the Telltale game, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm in chapter three. I don't know. You were listening to me play it earlier. <laughs> um, and uh, I just wanted to start it up because I only have uh, episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, that one has six, I think. Six, six yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I know I can't really afford to buy the rest of it, so I'm just going to play up through what I have now. The the good thing to Telltale, though, is each episode's five bucks. Yeah, it's really not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. And, you know, if there's six episodes times five, you know, mm-hmm. 30 bucks, it's not... Not the worst yeah. for a game, um, but uh, yeah, I've been avoiding it just because I haven't watched the series yet. Right, and I kind of purpose like I've never seen Game of Thrones, I've never read Game of Thrones, but I was like, ah, you know what? I'm just gonna jump into this because <laughs> all the other Telltale properties I've played, mm-hmm. um, I I know of the property prior. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I actually haven't played Wolf Among Us yet, but I'm a huge Fables fan. And oh, that's a joy. I cannot wait. People really like that, and so do I, and I know you will for oh, sure. I can't wait, dude. That might be one of the next ones I play. Mm-hmm. Um, but Game of Thrones so far is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the, I mean, probably everything that everyone else likes about Game of Thrones, but um, the story so far is really cool, and it's just kind of building, and um, it's been a while since I've played a Telltale game, mm-hmm. and but their style is so consistent. Like I love that they have their own style of game that can translate to almost any universe or yep. storyline. Um and you use your conversations to learn more, um, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's great. I really love Telltale games yeah. in general. They, I mean, they've had a good streak of uh, of good games. They did Tales from the Borderlands. Oh yeah, um, I haven't played that, and that was awesome, hilarious. It, it was just, I think it's one of their top games. Like, really, it, it was really good. I skipped that because I haven't played Borderlands yet. Yeah, I mean, you don't. Uh, it's probably good to play Borderlands. Yeah, I feel, feel like it'd be a better experience mm-hmm. if I. 
Um, and Played then, it. you know, they had Walking Dead, which was amazing. Season so one and good. two. I didn't play two yet. Oh, dude. Anyways. Yeah. Um, and then Wolf Among Us. And they have a Minecraft one that's still really? going on. Yeah. That's interesting. And that one is is pretty good. You know, it's not it's not their best, but uh, I like it, you know. Didn't they do a Michonne one, too? Yes. Oh, I totally forgot about that one. I was that? Now, was that separate from... That is separate from The Walking Dead mm-hmm. that they have already. It's, uh, yeah, it was three episodes. Um, it was just kind of her story, like cool. what she was doing before she met up with everyone. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have one more game to talk about, yep. but it's just a quick, like, funny thing. Mm-hmm. So you can go first. Let's get into some E3 business. E3? Because I can see you freaking out Dude, over I'm here. Dude, I'm just E3 to I'm me. stoked, too. It's blowing my mind. This is, my I think, one of my favorite times of year because I get to see all the games that people are working on. And a lot of the times they do release dates and like, you just get to know everything right. all at one. Yeah. Go. It's a lot. It's a lot of, and awesome to me, stuff. like I get, oh, it's just like a three day adventure. And you know, it's me. interesting. I'm thinking about it. There's not really another medium that you get anything like that. That's what I was thinking. Like movies, we kind of get comic con, but it's not, it's not on the level of E3. That's true. There's comic con, but, uh, yeah, like music. I don't know. You don't get like, uh, I mean, magazines and stuff. You'll get normal promo stuff, Mm -hmm. but you don't get like a big event. We get events for after stuffs out. You know, you you get the Grammys, you get award shows and Mm -hmm. stuff, but you don't get a big music convention with a bunch of artists being like, this is what we're working on. Here's a preview of our song. Or a bunch of filmmakers saying, this is what we're working on. You know, we're working on this sequel or whatever. Mm -hmm. Comic-Con's a good one because they're like reveals, but they're still just trailers. Yeah. Um, and I mean that's what it is at E3. Yeah, there, that's there is true. a lot of gameplay, and uh, at E3 people can go and play all the games. Mm-hmm. That's the point of the convention for people to test and give feedback to the developers. Right. Um, and at Comic Con, it's not like you get to see the whole movie; you get to see a trailer, sure. and, and that's it. So I get what you're saying. E3 is kind of its own beast, and it's yeah, like and and like you said, what's exciting about it is like now you have all this stuff to look forward to. Yep. You know what I mean? Everything yep. else, it's just you know you might get a preview, and sometimes mm-hmm. you get it like a year. Or in advance mm-hmm. um but yeah you know they show off some things that are like two or three years away but mm-hmm. they want to give you a taste so you know what's coming sure um and it's i don't know to me it's just so exhilarating it's what just is, like why is it called e3 uh it's like entertainment something expo like it's it's three e's in the in the title it's electronics like, yes so what did they say? So, I mean, I just have this huge list, and it's definitely not close to everything, but... Should we just go down and talk about how awesome each of them yeah, are? Yes. So, so we were talking list. about Telltale, so I'll start with there. Oh. Telltale Batman. Oh! They've, uh, you know, that wasn't... That, they revealed that a little before E3, but it's part of the hype. I'm still um, that excited. Yeah, they have screenshots and stuff. What do you... Do you... Would you want it to be, like, where you could be a bad Batman, an evil Batman, and, like, a, you know, Batman... Like, would you like um, the option to, like... Why'd you just say Batman so many times? <laughs> I know. It was bad Batman, evil, good Batman, bat. I wasn't sure what the last Batman was for. <laughs> I was like, did I miss part of the question? Nope. Um, so, right, because in a lot of the Telltale games, you can kind of take one angle or the other. Yes. Um, would you be interested to see, like, a Batman that kills or makes bad decisions? Sure. Right? I'd be interested to see that more anti-hero Batman. You could make the choice to go that way. Mm-hmm. Although I almost feel like most people would do that because you don't see that. Right. You know what I mean? So I'd be curious to see if the story was set up in a way that something is happening where Batman could kind of lose it mm-hmm. and you could go the way of like the anti-hero who starts killing everybody. Yeah. That would be interesting mm-hmm. for sure. 
Um, do, have they said anything about it or not much? They um, they are basically uh, they showed some screenshots and I think they showed a trailer, but I didn't see the trailer. Mm. Um, but it's just exciting that Telltale is doing a Batman game. Cause I imagine it being very detective-y. Yes, yep. And you know, Telltale is very good at the point and click adventure yes. type. So uh, Batman, I think Batman fits very well in that. It's cool, man. I'm excited about um, that. And the other Telltale thing was Walking Dead season three. Oh. Did you I see gotta the, play too. Did you see the trailer? No. Okay, I probably shouldn't talk about it because it does kind of have spoilers for season two. Um, All right. But let me. I have a list. Yes. L- let me just say it's it was amazing and it's it totally feeds me enough. I think it's coming out this summer, season. Well, that's the other thing we were saying. A lot of the games, at least that Sony previewed, are like they'll be out in a couple months. Oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah, I'm. Oh, the release dates they like. Oh, they make my heart flutter. The Walking Dead. You can keep talking. I just started a <laughs> list of games I need to play. Walking Dead Season 2, Season 3. Um, all right, so I'll jump to... Oh, Batman VR was announced. Dude, I was going to say, lots of Batman news. Lots of Batman news. That's crazy. Um, I, you know, they just said Batman VR. That was the trailer, like, where the cowl is. I watched it, it the other day. Mm. I watched the trailer, and I don't know why I was expecting to see some gameplay, because mm. obviously it's not time for that yet. <laughs> But I'm just be. dying to see what it's going to look like, man. Mm-hmm. And that is an aspect. It, it, we were talking recently about VR movies. Mm-hmm. And I guess this is this is going to be close to it, where yeah. you get to be the character. And uh, I don't know. Like, VR, I always imagine, like, I, for some reason, haven't thought about putting it in the context of a well-known property. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, being Batman. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought about that kind of thing. I don't know how that could work. It was um, showed for uh, PlayStation VR, which um, you can use the Move controllers, but you can also have a normal controller. Okay. So, it could be first-person Batman, but you use a controller you know, to move around and stuff. Right. So okay. you basically just get the view with the headset. Or it could be you use these to punch and stuff like they have the wands. Okay. So I don't know what they're going with it. Right, cause right. one of the troubles with VR right now is movement. Um, because you can't just walk around your room and it'll it'll track you, yeah, you know? Yeah, smashing the stuff. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is a hilarious so, concept. Yeah, certain certain uh, headsets do have that. Um, there's the H HC. Uh, Vive or whatever. Okay. Um, that one has like things where you can move around and it tracks you, but a lot of games have you teleport. You like use the controller, hold a button, and then look in that direction and you'll teleport there. Okay. And that's how they're doing it with a lot of games because you can't walk around for the most part. Right. Um, so I'm curious what Batman's going to be like. I think it's going to be a controller where you move. That would make the most sense. You move around, like. but use your head as Batman and press buttons to fight and stuff. And it's probably, you think it'll be like 360. Uh, camera oh, yeah. mechanics where like you look yep. around and you see different things. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be what's significant about it. Because yeah. it's not just like wearing the TV on your face. Mm-hmm. It's like being there more. Right, right. I mean. So, uh, you know, they didn't show much about it, so I can't say too much more, but it's I'm exciting, excited. Yeah. V- VR, uh, it, you know, it's top for me. That is the first VR announcement that I've been like, oh, crap, I kind of mm-hmm. want one. Mm-hmm. Like, because honestly, before I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm cool yeah, with what I have. Yeah, there's a lot of cool, like, they're almost like party games. They're like little snippets of games where mm-hmm. they're like one or two levels and that's the VR experience. Yeah. So I'm excited for those, but this seems like it's going to be a game. Right, like a, like a almost, fleshed out yeah. like full game. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, do you have anything you want to talk about? before? No, I do. Keep it going. Keep going. Let's stay on the E3 train. Okay, so the uh, one of my 
I decided to have like my top three E3 games. Okay. So I'm going to talk about one of them called ReCore. Have you heard anything about this? No, only from you the other day. We were talking briefly about it. Yes. Yeah, so this is from the creator of Mega Man. Yes. Okay. And the team behind Metroid Prime 3 <laughs> and that canceled Mega Man game Maverick Hunter. The FPS? Yes. No way. So uh, what I was reading about it is they're using yes. assets from Maverick Hunter in, is the, into ReCore. This was the Resurrection exactly. E3. That's so <laughs> awesome. Um, so this game, I am just like so, so, so excited for. Yeah. Um, it's a third-person action-adventure platforming game. Okay. Um, where you play as this girl. Her name is Jewel, I want to say. That's fine. I, I don't remember her name, but she looks like uh, Ray before. <laughs> nice face. <laughs> uh, she looks like Ray when she's, you know, in the, the desert planet, uh, whatever planet she's on. Yeah. Um, so she has that look, you know, like a, a raider, I guess. Yeah. Um, and she has this little, like, core orb with her. Okay. Uh, it's her buddy. And uh, she can use that core and put it in, uh, like, she can create robots with the core. Robots? Robots! And she can use that that robot buddy of hers to help her with, like, fighting and oh. getting to places and stuff. Sweet. Um, but I don't know. There's just something about it. I, I'm just excited who's working on it. The creator of Mega Man. The creator of Mega the Man? The creator. He did Mega Man 1, 2, and 3, and then the X games. Mega Man X. Oh, wow. So, um, and uh, the uh, team behind Metroid Prime 3. Um, whatever they're called. I don't remember what it is. But, you know, those are some of my favorite games, Mega Man, so Metroid. Good. So it's going to have all that feeling yep. in it. Um, I don't know what else to say. It looks awesome. Check out the trail. I'll probably have it here in the video right now showing Super off exciting. gameplay and stuff. But yeah. it just looks so good. Xbox exclusive. And I think Windows 10. Uh, Xbox and Windows 10. Okay, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so that's one of my top three just because I'm like, ah. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, let's see. I'll just jump to da, 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 da. oh, uh, Battlefield One. Have you heard anything? I've about never that? played any Battlefield games. Yeah, it's I, I've played them all, and they're they're really cool. They are mm. spectacular. And this one actually, this one's going back to World War One. Okay, which hasn't been done in a long time in video games. That is interesting. It's, yeah. it's been World War Two. World War Two. Yeah, yep, for a long time, and then we jump to like the future, well, modern, and then future future right. warfare. Um, so this looks uh, really, really good. Yeah. Um, I, it's like, f even for people who aren't into the first-person shooters and don't play Call of Duty and Battlefield, this looks like a good one to get into because really? it just looks like a really cool World War One story. So there'll be a campaign, we'll imagine. Yes. Yeah, yep, they have the campaign and multiplayer looks awesome. But I just thought I'd bring it up because it looks cool. That is that is interesting. I, I can't think of a game that's gone back to World War One. I. I mean, did any of the Call of Duties? I think... One of them did. I don't know which one, but yeah. I think there was World War One at some point. But mm -hmm. it's such a different war between World War Two. Right. Um, Everyone just wants to kill Nazis. Exactly. That's why we're always <laughs> in World War Two. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wonder who the enemy is in World War One. I. I don't remember who it was initially. Was it Germans? It was still Germans. They weren't Nazis though. It was Germans and. You're making me look real dumb right now. That's okay. It's I. I'm not the best, which is funny because I wanted to be a history like teacher. Uh, really? Yeah, I, I was growing up. I was always very interested in archaeology and history. What? Yeah, it was like it. It was. I don't know. It was just always. Wait something. a minute. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, you know. You wanted to be a teacher? Well, more of like a professor. I think a professor would be a cooler title. So you want to teach college? Yes. Because that's even bigger. I know, but you know that wow, I. Yeah. Cool. Is that I, what you're gonna do? No, I have no interest in it now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no. that's that's what I was gearing towards, you know. Uh, during high school, I did a lot of uh, you know uh, social studies electives, mm -hmm. history electives. So 
I wouldn't say I'm like super knowledgeable in it, but yeah. See, I do love history. Mm-hmm. I am very stupid <laughs> when it comes to history, though. I feel like I don't know anything, and I, it's mostly because I second guess myself. I don't trust when I start talking about countries and dates, and I just feel like I'm making stuff. Uh, up. Yeah, I get it. I get it for sure. So, video games. Video games. <laughs> yes. So that looks cool. Um, let's see. Uh, have you ever played Quake? No. Quake? I well, uh, briefly on on um on a PC. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, it quakes strange because it has only been on PC. Like, uh, it did come to Xbox 360, uh, Quake 4, I think, or whatever. Yeah, okay. But a uh, new Quake was announced, Quake Champions. Okay. And I realized I'm a massive fan of like arena multiplayer shooters, yeah. like Doom, like Unreal Tournament. Sure. I just, for some reason, I love how fast paced and like how quickly you respond and the weapons on the maps. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why. I'm just a gigantic fan of those. It can get pretty intense. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe that's what you like about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I just started Doom. We didn't talk about that. But I just started Doom the other day and uh, got through the first three missions. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's intense. Doom's sick. It really is. Mm -hmm. And and another thing about games like that is, you know, so at the end of each uh, Doom mission, you get to... There's sort of like a horde situation. You know, you have to like beat wave after wave yep. of enemies. And I think that's another thing in like the arena shooters. There's mm-hmm. something to that like tension of like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> There's and just so many of yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that fast paced um, shooter vibe is always fun. Yep. Like if, you, you know, it can, uh, it can be like borderline stressful, mm-hmm. but it's like... That I love r- it. It is like yeah. so. It's like an adrenaline high. Totally going through because it's so fast. Like in right, June, that's you the move thing. Like a hundred miles per hour. Yeah, dude. So I think uh, that you know it helps. So Quake was exciting for me because mm-hmm. you know that's another arena shooter that I can play. Okay, yeah. They, I think they only said it was for PC. Um, oh, interesting. So I, I, I don't know for sure though. I'm gonna look into it more. But uh, if that's the case, maybe I'll have to get a better PC to play it. Might have to. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who's selling one. How much? I don't know. We'll have to talk to him. He might take it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's jump to, oh, Ghost Recon. That was the one we were watching. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That looks spectacular. That looks really good. Like, like, oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what it's like. Because it mixes elements of stealth, action, open world, like, just all in one, which, you know, Metal Gear had that, Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it had, it looked, that's what it looks a lot like, Metal Gear Solid really? Five, but four-player co-op, basically. Yes. Um, so, that that was it. It just looked awesome, yeah. and I just want to talk about it, because everyone should know about it. Ghost Recon Wildlands. Is what Wildlands, that's yes. right, yeah, yeah. It's not coming out till March next year, though, so we got some time. Yeah, good, because there's plenty of other stuff to play there's in the meantime. Plenty. So, there's another game called Steep. Have you heard about that one? No, sir. This is an extreme winter sports first-person game. So <laughs> your face, you're like... What? <laughs> so it's uh, like the premise of the game is you're like just a a group of extreme sports enthusiasts, I guess. Okay, sure. And uh, you're just on the snowy mountain and you can do um, extreme sports thing- things. So you can snowboard, you can ski, okay. you can paraglide, you can... Um, like wingsuit, uh, and it's all it can be third person or first person. Okay, and uh, it looks awesome. 
Yeah. I, I've always, for some reason, wanted to play a first-person like snowboarding game or really? first-person skiing game. I've, that's not really anything that's ever crossed my mind, I it, don't think. To me, it just seems so exciting to be able to go down the mountain first-person. And they showed, like, you can do flips and tricks. So in first-person, you're, like, flying around. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That and sounds like a cool VR experience. It does. And uh, they didn't say it was VR, though, unfortunately. They mm. might do it. They might be working on it. But... uh uh, that might be like one of the few sports games I really like. Yeah. You know, and you can go and play with friends. You can edit and make videos because the premise is you have a GoPro on your on your oh, head. That's the first sick. person perspective. Um, and uh, it just looks awesome. You know, you're just doing extreme sports, but in the safety of your house. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's gonna be console. Or? Yes. Yep. That's gonna be. Uh, it's from Ubisoft. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be console, Xbox One, PS4, all that Sweet. stuff. Sweet, mm-hmm. and super uh, cool. yeah, it's it's surprising because I don't like sports games at all. What about SSX Tricky? It's all right, but it's not first person. That's the thing. The what first about person. Cool Borders Two? I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> the demo though. The demo that's, only. The that's demo. the only thing that's good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, Dead Rising Four was mm-hmm. announced. Um, I only played one. You only played one? Well, this is good because that's what 4 looks like. Almost a remake. Really? Yeah, because you're uh, Frank West again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're. it looks like a mixture of in the mall and outside the mall. Oh, um, so it's like inside and outside. Inside and outside. <laughs> well, because the first one, I guess you can go outside of the first one, but you were stuck in the mall, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is during Christmas time. The whole theme is... Yes. So it's Christmas-based weapons. Uh, you know, hilarious. they have like... Yeah, they have this like... Um, Christmas light gun basically and he was shooting strands of lights at zombies and they were all <laughs> just covered in lights. It was it was pretty that awesome. It was amazing. So and that's just exciting because it's dead rising. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Tekken seven. Which I don't even <laughs> remember six. Can we just talk about that? Six, I played that actually, which I, I haven't played many Tekkens, but I played that one. Was it good? Uh yeah, it was cool. You know, I don't know a lot of the characters and the story, so the campaign didn't make sense to me, but it was a really cool campaign. Like but this one's campaign. This one's campaign surrounds Akuma. Akuma from Street Fighter. From Street Fighter, bruh. Yeah, and you know they, I don't know how they've done it, but his story somehow correlates with the story of um, Tekken. Tekken, yes. So yeah, Tekken Seven just looks awesome. They showed off uh, like the story, um, the the like first mission in the campaign, mm-hmm. and they have this really cool thing where it's showing the cutscene. And then it like seamlessly transitions into the gameplay. So like Akuma's jumping towards you, and then it's like press square now, and then you like block, you know, or whatever. Oh, okay, press yeah, back. yeah. So it, it takes you right into the battle. Mm. And then after you defeat Akuma, because you're playing as uh, Hitachi or whatever his name yeah. is, um, Hihachi, Hihachi, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, so you like finish off Akuma, and then it like the camera spins and it goes right to the you know cutscene again. Oh, sick. Um, and yeah, I don't know much about the story other than that Akuma and. Hayachi, whatever his name, they know each other. Um, like they, he, like Akuma knows something that Hayachi knows. And I don't, I don't know how it correlates, that's, but that's awesome. But man. it is awesome. I, I'm curious if we're going to get more it. like Akuma story with it. You know, Dude, I feel like fighting games are all about cameos now. That's, that's all like they ever what are. they do. Like I just put down, I, f- I forgot I, I didn't buy Mortal Kombat X yet. Mm-hmm. I still want to. And there's so much like, oh isn't Jason in it now? Yeah, Jason, um, Freddy, Freddy. Uh, no, Freddy's not in this one. What? Nope. What? Who else? It was, what? I think Alien and Predator. Predator. Predator is definitely in it. But. Is Alien in it? I'm pretty sure Alien's in it. Or the Predator has like an alien move. Or the Alien has Predator moves. Anyways. Um, cameos, man. Cameos. All over the place. That's all it is. So, so I, I that's pretty if, cool. I wonder if Ryu's going to pop in somewhere. If he's, <laughs> they're going to have, you know, Ryu and Akuma. Yeah. That'd be cool. Anyways. Know, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. 
I like it, the fighting games. The fighting. So this is my number two in my top three okay. E3 games, Last Guardian. Oh, dude, I can't even believe it's real. I This game has had the worst luck. What? Yeah, what is the deal? It's been in development cheese. It's like the Firefly of video games. It is. Like, it, everybody wants it. Everybody wants it, you know, and it's it was scary for a while. I, they've been working on it, I want to say, like, 10 years They've been working on yeah, it since least, Shadow of the Colossus. At least, so, dude. When did that come out? Mm-hmm. I'm looking up Shadow of the Colossus. Keep I, talking. Yeah. So um, this game finally, finally has a release date mm. this year, October. And that's, and that's crazy. That's crazy because this game has been just a legend. They've been, they keep, for the past, like, I don't know, five E3s, they've been just showing off little gameplay tidbits and little story and just it's had the development from hell because the yeah. the team itself has been like you know they made the story and, and worked on it for a while and then they didn't like the story so they redid it they scrapped everything started again and then sony didn't want to pay for it anymore and they just had this crazy unbelievable yeah and now it's finally here it's right around the corner and they are done with it um so just sorry go ahead finish i was just gonna say it's it's just you know it's gonna be so good (laughs) (laughs) for anyone who doesn't know Mm -hmm. shadow of the colossus is i mean if you follow the keep up you know it's like my favorite game of all time (laughs) uh, because i say it all the time Mm -hmm. but it's just an incredible i think easily the best playstation 2 game it's one of the best games ever Mm -hmm. um it's got a a 9.7 on ign 91 percent score on metacritic just to throw out there Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's unanimous that people absolutely love this game yep and it's been out uh it came out october 18th 2005 so we're going on year 11 almost almost to the date Mm because it comes out october right yep so and it its predecessor is ico yeah which um ico came out first right Yeah, it was ico and then shadow Shadow of the the Colossus. colossus and then the last guardian which um, they're kind of all part of the same universe, which is very exciting. Right. Like, uh, you know, Ico has connections to Shadow of the Colossus. I still haven't played Ico yet. We got to do that. I cause... own it. Mm-hmm. I just haven't played through it yet. Dude, it's it's spectacular. Not put it on a, my list. Not as good as Shadow of the Colossus, but still part of, you know, it's right up there. Sure. You know, everybody always talks about those two. But it's a very different game, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot different, you know. Um, it does have similar, um, like, play style. You know, a lot of climbing, a lot of, uh, you know, fighting. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. He has a sword. I don't, um, I, don't, I don't think there are any bosses in it, which is funny because you know, Shadow yeah, of the Yeah, they made up for it in Shadow <laughs> of the Colossus. <laughs> so, yeah, this one, you know, you play as a boy who looks like Ico, you know, um, you know, little boy, and uh, you get this gigantic creature. It's like a dog and a bird and a, just a bunch of creatures mixed into this giant creature. And you, awesome. have, you have to go and, like, just survive through adventures. I don't know a lot about it because I don't want to know a lot about it. Yeah. That the that's the type of game that you want to just experience and <sighs> yes. Just yeah. Yeah. There's another <laughs> that just made me think of another game. Um, game. I don't know if it's on your list, mm-hmm. but the other announcement I'll just let you get to it cuz I'm sure it's on your list. Here's one I don't know if it is. Mm-hmm. Do you um you see the God of War gameplay? Yeah, that's actually next on my list, so Dude, that's great. Oh my god. Oh my god. How, which ones have you played God of War? I I only played I think I only played 1 and 2. Was 3 on PS3? PS3. Yeah, yeah. okay, so I only played did 1 and 2. You played the PSP ones? Um I Chains of Olympus. I was going to say I yes. thought you played 1. I did. Um so yeah, it's, I cannot believe I just remembered the title of that game. That was way. great. That was <laughs> I don't even It's been like a decade <laughs> since I played that game. <laughs> That's when you know it's good if it's still in there. Dude, I loved the God what of War What was the games. other one called? 
I don't know. Um, there were two PSP ones. Pandora's but Box. You're probably right. I'm just saying stuff. I don't know. <laughs> there was one with Pandora's Box. I feel, yeah. Anyways, yeah, the God of War games are spectacular. And what's the story on this one? Is it Kratos? It's Kratos. Is it a prequel? It is after three. It's after three. Okay, so I haven't played three. Right, so okay. I won't spoil I imagine it has anything. to do with family and death. And there's There's a lot of things that... It's surprising that Kratos is in this one. Not, okay. Not to spoil anything, but you would think he is all done with games at this point. Okay. You and I think after the third one, he'd be like, well, I'm good. So is it the type of thing where, like, people are waiting to see what the explanation is in the game? Yes. Okay. For sure. Um, and, you know, even in the trailer, there are a lot of hints um, to, uh, you know, if you've played the other games, you know certain things to look for in the trailer. Yeah. Um, but this looks like a complete departure from all other God of War games. Really? Yeah. Uh, like, the gameplay is... It looks more like Dark Souls. Uh, it's not okay, as much I see hack that. and slash, because he's doing a lot of dodging, and then he goes in and then backs up, right. goes in and attacks. The first up. ones are just like, get Constant, in there, square, kill square, everything. square, square, triangle, yep. triangle. Like, you are just going for the crazy combos. And this could have just been a dramatic opening. Betrayal? Was that the other one? I get uh, what's betrayal. I don't know. I've actually never heard of that. Well, carry on. Yeah. Um. Oh so, yeah. And they had God of War Ascension. I forgot. Ascension. It. Yeah. Yeah. I played that one too, and that that one was pretty good. You know, uh, three I think was like top. That was the best looking game I've ever played up yeah. until you know Xbox One and PS4. Sure. Um. But yeah, this it just looks it looks really cool. That I mean that was the thing with the God of War games too in particular, mm. was they looked incredible. Yeah. And the scale on which the bosses were, were, I mean, I'll never forget. I think it's the boss at the end of two. <laughs> I said, I'll never forget. <laughs> and then I said, I think. I think. <laughs> um, where you fight the giant statue of the god. Or no, that's like the beginning of two. Yeah. Well, that's actually in three as well. Um, so I get mixed up because in God of War, no, in um, Devil May Cry 4, mm. There's a very similar <laughs> boss. Yes, yeah. Where you fight this giant. That's at the end of four, or I guess the middle and then the end. But there's also one in God of War 2, I think. My issue with God of War is I pl I had a collection that had all the games on it. So you're like. I played them all like within the same month. Really? It's all one long game to me is what it is. That's kind of awesome. It's though. awesome, but I'm like, if somebody was like, remember the boss in number two? I'm like, yeah. I remember the boss. You remember that giant statue thing? I It sounds familiar. I don't remember when it there's is. there's a but... lot of giant statues you right. see. And um, that's what looks so cool is mm -hmm. the scale of bosses that you're fighting is like yep. insane. Yeah, it's, you know, on par with Shadow of the Colossus because you are just climbing right. these gigantic beasts mm -hmm. and then going to stab them. Did you get bored playing through all the games? I didn't get bored, but I was. Uh, it was like, it was tough because I played one and two, and then I started playing the PSP ones, mm. and they're they're remade and they look nice. But it's you know, once I got to the third game, I was like, man, I have been playing this a lot. Yeah. And then so I took I, I played through uh, the four of them and then took a little break because I know three was going to be awesome, but mm. I didn't want to uh, be you know, oversaturated. Exactly. It's a testament to the series that you made it through all of them in a yeah, row. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it was a great experience, and I remember the experience being amazing. Um, but I do remember at times I got fatigued, and I was like, sure. you know, I've been pressing square. <laughs> Your for... square button stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> I've been pressing it for five days; <laughs> it hasn't stopped. But uh, yeah, it's it's an amazing series, and this this was so exciting. Uh, and even the reveal at E3 was amazing. Like really? they, they had a live orchestra start playing music. Um, and then like they, it started and you're like, what are we looking at here? They showed, um, 
Days Gone first. That's that okay. that really awesome one, which we'll talk about in a minute. And mm-hmm. then it transitioned right to God of War. And uh, you didn't know it was until Kratos shows up and everyone's like, ah! Oh, man. And it was just so, so exciting. But yes. uh, yeah, it, it looks... That's incredible. It looks to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'm almost done with my list. Crash Bandicoot's coming back. I saw that. One, two, and three HD remastered. Crazy. Which is crazy because Activision owns the rights to to crash. Okay. Um, like Naughty Dog, I think sold it to Sony and then sold the Sony sold it to Activision. Okay. But somehow they got it back. Maybe they bought it back. Um, so they are doing that HD remaster, which to me is awesome. Mm-hmm. I guess people were upset because they want a new crash game. Well, I do you remember like I don't know. A handful of episodes back, I mentioned that there was an announcement about Crash. Yes. And it was just Crash Bandicoot and, mm-hmm. like, a date. It said, yes. like, 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. And so people are automatically thinking, like, oh, new Crash game. Right, right. So then when you make up something in your head and the announcement isn't what you thought it was, mm-hmm. people are probably like, ah. But, yeah, I, I mean. I'm so excited. It'll be that, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's the first three games with trophies, I assume, mm-hmm. uh, which is exhilarating to me because i love the achievements and trophies ps exclusive i imagine uh yeah um you know it was at the sony conference and Mm -hmm. crash has always been kind of a sony yeah he's like playstation's mario right exactly um and he's also showing up at skylanders which is a spyro Mm. game so it's kind of cool to see those two together but yeah i won't get it uh i won't get the skylanders yeah we'll get crash yeah absolutely um next ah what do you got number three Okay. Uh, Resident Evil 7. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, the trailer is unbelievable. It's so good. I don't even understand how any of it connects. Mm-hmm. I don't know and if it's a completely different story. What's so crazy is it's coming out January 24th next year. That's insane. It's crazy that they kept it under wraps for so long. Right. And just were like, hey, it's coming out. Yeah. And, oh, and have a demo. And they have. Oh, uh, that's right. You played the demo already? Mm-hmm. How dude, good is it? Oh, my God. Really? It's. It's. It feels a lot like a PT clone, but okay. it, it's totally its own thing, I think. Um, you know, it's first person, and you're just kind of exploring this house, trying to find a way out. Um, you know, uh, PT had the same environments, and that's kind of the same thing with the demo. Um, but what's cool about the demo is it has multiple endings and a lot of secrets hidden in it. Oh. There's still one secret that people haven't figured out yet. You get this one item, it's called uh, Doll Finger or whatever, and nobody knows what it goes to. People have been destroying the demo trying to find really? it. And, and it's so cool that they made a demo where people are like just ripping it apart and trying Smart. to find all the secrets. Yeah. Uh, there are, uh, like I said, alternate endings, but none of them feel like the true ending, I guess. Mm. You know, and PT also had the sec- the true secret ending that gave you the trailer for Silent Hills. Right, right. So I'm curious if Resident Evil's trying to do the same thing by giving you the real ending for that's it. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So do you think the demo is going to be, that's how all of Resident Evil 7 will play? Well, they said the whole game you can play in PSVR. Um, hmm. so I haven't seen a VR game that's third person. Right. So I, what would be the point? Right. So I'm led to believe the whole game might be first person. Right. Which is crazy for us. We've never Evil. had that. Mm-hmm. Have we? Uh, are the Outbreak games first person? Yeah, uh, they're like on rail shooters. Yeah. So I guess. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know if it was Outbreak though, I think. I don't remember. But uh, anyways, I want to know, are they remaking it? Are they doing like restarting the series? Right. It's called Seven. It is called Seven. So, uh, Biohazard, yes, it's Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, yeah, which is funny because in Japan it's called Biohazard 7 Resident Evil, right? Yeah, right, yeah, because they're all called that, right? Yeah, um, so yeah, that's 
you know, I've been waiting years for that because mm-hmm. Resident Evil 6 came out and it was action and it, it was cool, you know. Sure. But it was such a departure from all other Resident Evils. <laughs> and they got there so steadily. Like, everybody loved 4, mm-hmm. but that was the first real departure from horror. Yeah, well, that did a beautiful mixture of horror and, and, action, and action. For sure. Because that, that yeah. had scary scenes, the yeah. environment was horrifying, but yeah. And then 5 was like, it was definitely action. 5 was all about mercenaries, dude. I played oh. mercenaries on 5, mm-hmm. like, unbelievable. 5 is for some reason, well, not for some reason, but it's surprisingly my favorite out of all of them. I, really? I have more hours than that. I beat that campaign more times than anything else. It's I, a great game. I love it's a really it. great game. <gasps> you have everything in here going off at once. A bunch of stuff going on right now. <laughs> it's a great game. Um mm-hmm. And then six, yeah, was a complete departure. Yeah. I still enjoyed it. I thought yeah. the storylines were cool, mm-hmm. but it felt, you know, it still felt like a Resident Evil game because of the progression. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they got to that point. The next game had to be something like this. Yeah, like this was so was, smart. Everyone was really upset with Resident it, Evil Six. They were, and like I, it wasn't the best. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. but I still enjoyed it. I'm, I'm kind of an easy crowd to please, mm-hmm. and it was a fun game to play. Yep, definitely was probably my least favorite Resident Evil game. Like it's not even. I think so. It's yeah. not super memorable to mm-hmm. me. Um, even compared to four and five, it's definitely under those two. To oh me. yeah, four and five are perfect phenomenal and um i think it's this is the perfect time to reboot it's horror again yep and it's like and you can tell in the demo that it's it's not as scary as pt like i didn't jump at all but Mm. um mostly i think it was more because i was just so excited i was playing something resident evil yeah yeah yeah. resident evil for sure um so i'm curious like are we gonna see chris leon are the characters coming back jill yeah are we you know or are we seeing all new characters just yeah i'm curious if this is a because it seems to be more ghost focused is yeah it that kind of thing at least kind from the of. trailer um in the demo there is like a ghost girl that pops up which we'll play it and you know i'll point her out while we're playing but um other than that it seems there's like a zombie type person in it as well so it's that's always been what resident evil is right it's a forerunner and like zombie survival exactly. horror so. so yeah i think maybe it'll be a zombie game with ghost elements mm. i feel like which is cool mm-hmm. yeah um all right almost done here folks uh, finally, finally, this, I mean, technically this should have been on my list, but I want to do games that like have a release date. Sure. So the new Kojima. Kojima. Game. That's what I wanted to talk about. So early, earlier you mentioned like a game that you don't know much about, but mm-hmm. you just want to go into and play it. Yeah. The trailer for this thing is so weird. <gasps> it was so like horrifying, but amazing. And yeah. it's so Kojima. It is so. A hundred percent. So him. Dude, his soundtracks, like mm-hmm. I just was noticing like how Silent Hill had this particular band that played a lot of the music on mm-hmm. Silent Hill 2 soundtrack. And this this game, so I'm sorry, I totally jumped ahead and flipped out because no, I was excited, but we've talked before about how Kojima had PT, Silent Hills was coming, it was going to be Kojima, Guillermo del Toro, starring Norman Reedus, mm-hmm. and we haven't heard anything about it. And now this announcement comes, Kojima's putting out, it's uh, called Death, Death Stranding. Death Stranding, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and the trailer, Norman Reedus is still in it. Yep. And it's him on a beach, naked, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's holding a baby. Is he connected to the baby? It looks like it, but mm-hmm. I can't really tell. I, I think he is, but it, yeah. There's it, only one moment where you can really see, because mm-hmm. then he stands up, the camera comes up, the camera goes down, the baby's gone, mm-hmm. and then there are baby handprints in the sand, Yeah, and he's his hands are black, and it shows that he had a huge cut in his stomach, almost looked like a cesarean section. Oh, so, wow, like, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it looks like there's this weird like birth of a child mm-hmm. thing, and he's crying. And I don't know what's happening. And then what's even crazier is he looks up in the sky and there's these five just floating. Are they people? I think they're people. They That's look what like it looks people. like. 
Um, and then it's a very long cut of that. Like it's slowly like I think zooming out or zooming in, and yeah. you see them all, and then they all just fade away. They mm-hmm. disappear, and then it goes back to Norman Reedus, and he's getting handprints all over him, right? Yes, and that's then right. I think it ends after that. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah uh, and then much. the title shows up. It was like Hideo Kojima, yeah. and then. Uh, but oh my god! And it just the the visuals, like everything, it's amazing because it's not like this dark, scary, creepy thing. Mm-hmm. But it's very creepy. scary. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not. I guess it's not like dark and monsters and mm-hmm. ghosts and stuff. But just every all the visuals are like. I am so creeped out. Yeah, it's it's haunting. You're like, what am I looking at? For sure. Um, Yeah, and you know he's he's had a lot of interviews before this, and he's saying he's been working on an action game. He's been working on a new type of genre. So nobody really knows what it's going to be. But it's exciting to see Norman Reedus back. Yeah, you know they have a nice connection. Kind of thinks that Del Toro's not there. I'm bummed about that because maybe he is, and they just didn't want to slap the name on. But uh, you know, it's obvious they're using a lot of the assets from PT in this mm-hmm. you know they've already done all the mocap and that's right. that's kind of different from you know the fox engine they were using um so yeah it, it's just so exciting came out of nowhere right. too nobody knew he was going to announce it yeah um and it was funny because he had an interview earlier that day i was watching uh, the live stream yeah and he had a t-shirt on that uh said d or uh ds on it and it was the it was the logo for the game but nobody knew what it was oh that's and, funny you know they had like uh in with the, like the font the, style yeah, yeah yeah with the lines and stuff and he was like uh even the interviewer was talking to him and he's like well, what's your shirt about it he's like oh it's nothing it's just a shirt i like <laughs> and then it was obvious it was for the game oh so. that's so great um but also it you know it's just it's just incredible i'm so happy for him that you know right everyone he he gets to do what he wants to do mm-hmm. and he's not you know kicked out of the business everyone yeah. loves him he's oh, like a, the king a slew of hilarious memes afterwards about him and like oh, and, was uh, he drinking the tears yeah the Konami tears yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah the mug said Konami tears yep. and he's just sipping it <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah and uh, it's awesome that he he's built a name for himself at this point that it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what he makes like people doesn't, are going to be stoked yep. about it and the trailer's amazing like mm-hmm. it's just kind of beautiful and haunting yep. and i just can't wait and the like, music was awesome it totally was... like it well that's a thing that he does for mm-hmm. sure like a hundred percent and um yeah i just i'm stoked about yep. that and like you said you just don't know much about it mm-hmm. i don't care like yeah i, I that's good like, just attach his name and i'm sold yeah immediately oh, i will sure. buy it day one mm-hmm. and it's it's nice to see a game like that every now and then where you're like i have no idea what that is mm-hmm. let's play it yep. it's gonna be awesome yeah you no know? it's almost a more cinematic thing yeah that's his style he loves like movies like so much that it it inspires his games Mm -hmm. a lot so so cool um and then my last game and then i'll shut up yep uh it is uh days gone that is gone that zombie uh did you see the trailer i didn't know i read about it it looks like um the last of us Mm -hmm. uh it's you know it's not because they're different they're they're not zombies they're called streakers i guess Uh um but yeah it's you know a futurist or not futuristic it's a apocalypse type zombie game you know it's open world it you know post-apocalyptic exactly um and the trailer was just so amazing like it Mm -hmm. it really showed the power of the ps4 because there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of zombies chasing this guy he like just alerted a horde and then he started running through and you had to see the trailer um to i guess kind of grasp like what how many zombies there were yeah. but he turned around it was just spraying them and uh it just they did a spectacular job it looks like an awesome game 
but there's not much on it, you know, other uh, yeah. than, that, than that trailer. Just enough to get people excited Just and hungry. Just enough, yep. Yeah. And uh, it, once again, it's one of those surprising games that, like, there were so many leaks before E3, mm. you know, uh, and it was just surprising that nobody heard about it until right. until they revealed it. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, one worth mentioning cause it looks awesome. No release date, mm-hmm. probably like a year or two from now anyway. So <sighs> sounds like we got plenty to look forward to before then. Yes. Um, now very important question for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, for you from me. Yes. Can you play PS3 games on a PS4? No. Unless you get PS now. PS, which, you know, is kind of worth it. Uh, it's, I think it's like 10 bucks a month. Here's my thing, Tim. I just have a lot to catch up on. I know. Dude, I have a PS3. Just I know, but you live upstairs, <laughs> and I live downstairs. Oh. It's all right. I, I have my Xbox, but a, a lot of Sony's announcements were just so huge, and I'm like, dude, I got to play. Uh, it makes me think of all the games I haven't played yet mm-hmm. that I need to beat before these come out, like I The know, Last I, of Us and The God of War games. But that's the thing. You get to experience them. I remember my time, like, you know, Uncharted, Last of Us, experiencing sure. them for the first time, but now you have them all completed. You can just go mm-hmm. play them. It's awesome. What do you mean, like the updated versions of them? No, like uh, like with Uncharted. I was playing it. I played Uncharted oh. 1, 2, and then I had to wait and for And then you three. had to wait, yeah, yeah. So you are just at that point where you, you skipped a generation, but then you get to play all the awesome yeah, games. Yeah, I mean, if I can find the time to sit down and play four full games. That's the thing. Five. You know, you yeah. have a, you missed a lot of games, so yeah. there's a lot to catch up on. A lot. Mm-hmm. But it's exciting, man. Mm-hmm. Lots of announcements. Um, we'll probably have even more to talk about next week. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. There's things I skipped out, like the new Xbox, but we'll save that for for next yeah. week. Uh, oh, we put that in our technology section <gasps> next week, maybe. Technology. Right. Um, I don't know. That's uh, do you put that in technology or video games? It's tough. Technological video games. Yeah, I like it. Last E3 bit, and then I'm done for sure. Yeah, you've said that a couple times. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the I think the best and the worst thing about E3 is when they announce the dates. Uh, and the collector's edition for games. Okay. Because I am so tempted to go and buy every single collector's edition. Of course. The Last Guardians collector's edition. Yeah. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, my God. Why? It's like a giant statue of the creature and the boy, and it's just like this huge thing. But it's 120 bucks. And, and you I, get rid of all your statues anyways. No, I only got rid of Marcus because he's stinky. You didn't even get rid of him. No, I didn't. I Where can't is he? get rid of him. He's Can I put him there. in here? If you want to. I want to. Yeah, that's the issue. I want to get all these things. It's such a first world problem. I have too many <laughs> statues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I punched my mic. Because, you know, the ReCore's got an awesome one that I already got. But You uh, did? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's expensive, though. How much? 180 But I got Prime, so I got it for $140. Um, I had to get it though. Recore, I'm so excited. And Final Fantasy, I got Final Fantasy 15. All right. Well, <laughs> I know, I'm just gloating at this point. So, but, yeah, but, I know. Things were rubbing it yeah, in the um, Yeah, but I'm just at this point where like I can't get any more special editions because I, I don't have the room. No. But uh, it, it's more like I'm buying them in the hope that I'm going to get a room someday where I could just display them. Like I want a shelf and put yeah. all the statues that I got. Dude, that was my room. thing. I'm like, someday I'm going to have an office mm-hmm. and like now I have one, it's already full. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you put a shelf like right over yeah, there, I could. Golden. I just don't feel like putting up shelves. All right, I talked a lot. I'm just so excited about E3. <sighs> it is very exciting. A lot of exciting stuff. Um, I think we are gonna wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, we might be able to finish just under two hours. Yep, that's a longer one. Um, Always fun to edit. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, oh, <laughs> I just accidentally licked my mic. It was weird. Maybe, baby. What? Maybe, maybe. Um, thank you for joining us for episode mm-hmm. number 26. Mm-hmm. Go play some video games. Forever. Watch X-Men Apocalypse. Forever. 
Just watch the movie and then go play video games. Watch the games and play the movies. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll be back again, I assume. No, Brett. Next week. No. No? No. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Find us on YouTube if you haven't. And what do you do on YouTube? You subscribe? Yes. <laughs> I know that. Like, share, subscribe, yeah. follow, tweet. Tweet. I think it's that time. We'll see you guys next time here on the Keep Up Podcast. Baby, I want a podcast. Baby, you want a podcast. I'm turning this off. Watch out for the feather in your cap. If it flies away, you're not here anymore. The giant on the ceiling, Brett, he's watching you. Have you ever felt the shoulders of fate push against your heart? And you're like, dude, I can't do that. And then the the fate giant is like, baby, don't worry. I got your neck. And you're like, woo! I like to call that a French twist. At the end of every French film, it's like, what a twist. Wee wee. And then... I don't know. I, I can't. I can't babble anymore. Will you run out <laughs> I expected it to stop at some point. No, tomorrow is today. If yesterday is not yet.